Scared Stupid. Hey ho, hi, and how you doing, my funky fiends out there? It is I, your host. I'm going to say it a lot on this episode. Your ghost host with the most yost, Chris Bell. Joining me as always in the studio is super producer of the millennia, Terry Snow. What's up, dude? Yes, Mr. Terry, and always as well, my emotional support alien, Roswell. So Good to see you, Roswell. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving. Uh, That explains the turkey leg. Yeah, man. I I brought a big turkey leg in. I don't even eat it, but... (laughs) Well, Roswell. Yeah, Roswell. Munching on it right now. That's what he does. He doesn't, since he doesn't talk a lot, he just, you know... You know, I always wondered what aliens eat. It's good to know. Yeah, turkey. They're, they're down with the old-fashioned turkey. <laughs> he's not as picky as people think. Yeah, for like, sure. Just because he's a higher intelligence and being mm-hmm. doesn't mean he can't still get down with the classics. Right. Has anyone theorized what aliens eat? I don't know. They probably don't eat, right? I don't. Like they're like advanced I past it. I feel like, like they talk, you know, <laughs> telepathically with each other. So mm. I feel like they're, they basically photosynthesize that at this sense. point. Like yeah. they just eat atmosphere and sunlight roswell opinion cool nope yep yeah Yeah, maybe someday one of these days i'm gonna figure it out how to get him to talk but till then well he's talking he just told us in our heads yeah you just telepathically like i said telepathic you just can't hear i started hopefully they can hear at home hopefully it like yeah comes into their brains if you hear voices in your head telling you that yeah i can i can talk and i like turkey legs (laughs) then that's roswell don't freak out Yeah, don't totally don't freak out just roswell just an alien (laughs) an undead alien Mm -hmm. okay yeah he, you know, lots of bones. He's just basically right. a skeleton. He's all bone, okay. Yeah, but... Well, that's that makes the meat, okay. Exactly. He likes... That's why he likes the turkey legs. Makes sense. <laughs> he just likes to eat meat. Solving mysteries, man. And so what we're doing, I tried to... Um, you know, I watched Monster Squad last night. Nice. And it Tom made... Rud- Tom Woodruff. Oh, yeah. Tom Woodruff Jr., baby gill man. Yep. In all of his glory. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, I, I listened to him call, like, talk about the Monster Club, mm-hmm. and it made me realize that we should start a Monster Club. Okay. Terry, we need people to join the Monster Club, and okay. we can have, you know, like, questions. They they asked each other questions, really hard-hitting questions about mm. monsters. Okay. Like, do you think the Wolfman can drive? Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He's not always the Wolfman, right? No, he's not always the Wolfman, okay. but the Wolfman, as oh, the Wolfman, the wolf can he drive a car? Maybe. I, too aggressive, though. Not well. Yeah, not well, <laughs> but I feel like he could. I okay. feel like Wolfman totally... Because there's still a human part of Wolfman. Okay. So, somewhere in there, Wolfman knows how to drive a straight shift. It depends like, on how much self-awareness he has Has Wolfman. Exactly. <laughs> there's there's the movies where he's total wolf, mm-hmm. total animal, can't control himself, and then there is the more sentient mm-hmm. Wolfman. Or he's like longing in a mirror, like he's he's aware of his own existence. Right? <laughs> How sentient is the Wolfman? Yeah. That's the new question. We're taking it to That's the next level, question. Monster Club. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah. So know. we'll we'll pose that right off the bat to our listeners. There. Yeah. We'll put a poll out. Do you think the Wolfman can drive a car? <laughs> That's <laughs> simple as that. We'll see. And is he aware of his own existence? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> has he broken the threshold? Yeah. <laughs> so, we've done some cool things last month, Terry, Sweet. that we didn't get to talk about. Well, it was October. Yeah, it was October. Which so busy. 
Oh my god, guys. We really tried to do two episodes <laughs> in October, but there was no way. Yeah, it turns out all the people we want to talk to are busy as well. Yeah. Makes sense. It's October. Yeah, everybody's doing stuff in October. <laughs> Go figure. We got a bunch of emails after, though. Hey, you're interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess we talk to you now. That's fine. We know you asked all these people in the Halloween movies, but <laughs> now you can have them <laughs> for <can>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> as you know, we take them all. Oh, all yeah, we'll take them all. Any Anybody. Just come to us. <laughs> We did get to go to Zombie Fest, though. Can I have another? Please, can I have another interview? I need another interview. (laughs) (laughs) With the good people. Oh, Oneida. Yeah, Yeah, we went out to Oneida and uh, did Zombie Fest (laughs) on October 12th. I uh, I liked our last plug on Haffle for uh, uh, Black Cat and the Zombie Fest. We said, (laughs) just go to Oneida and yell (laughs) Moe. Just yell it in the streets and you'll you'll find where you need to go. That's perfect. That's that's pretty much how everybody finds it, I think. Yeah. Like, Mo. Mo. Ella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> Did you see that some scumbag totally oh, no. robbed them? What? Yes. Like oh, while they had their haunted so our friends and sponsors Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. owned the Black Cat Curiosities and Outbreak on Main Haunted House. While they had their haunted house open. Mm-hmm. Somebody and they they keep the sh- the store open mm-hmm. while the haunted house is open too, right. so people can shop. Mm-hmm. Somebody walked through their store and stole like five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, I saw they posted a picture of the van and stuff. Yeah, some people from Kentucky or something. Mm-hmm. They got like some bad video footage yeah. of the person and yeah. it. Like I felt terrible for them. I don't know if they ever recoup right. that or got the get people. I remember like Mo was online he's like I followed them <laughs> to Kentucky and I was like damn Mo dude Mo is terrifying that is dude, a big guy yeah dude he's a, he's a correctionals officer mm-hmm. he's big as fuck. and he will correct you yeah way fast and, and yeah they, they play characters in their haunt and they're terrifying <laughs> yeah he knows everything you're afraid of yeah yeah like, he does the old uh, pig mask kind of uh, yeah. Texas chainsaw thing He's a little new spin on it. Oh yeah, it's it's really fun. If you haven't gotten to go, I think they're actually doing a uh, Friday the Thirteenth yeah, right. event uh, out there at the Black Cat at Outbreak on Main, <clears throat> where you can have some pictures taken with Krampus. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So they're gonna open the haunt for Christmas, uh-huh. and ha- you can take some pictures with Krampus. So go out there, you know, December thirteenth, and check out Outbreak on Main Haunted House. Nice out there in Onada. Take some pictures of Krampus. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Pretty please. <clears throat> we need a, a good Krampus movie. I agree. Like, uh, a Christmas Horror Story has a great Krampus in it. Really? Yes. It also has George Booza, who we interviewed on Geeks. Oh, so. yes. That was a good interview. The Geeks yeah. nailed that one, yeah. man. Um, but he plays Santa on that. Have you seen a Christmas Horror Story? No. You need to watch a Christmas yeah, Horror Story. Yeah, how have I not? It's got, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck. Star Trek, the original OG. Oh, what's his captain? Uh, uh, William Shatner. Shatner. Okay, <laughs> yeah. the Shatman. Yeah, he plays like a radio host, and he like is narrating these different stories. It's like an anthology. I see. I see. I and see. And then they like all connect in the end. But okay, uh, yeah, dude. Georgia Booza plays like this badass Santa, like 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 fighter Santa. Like, oh, I love it. Like Super Saiyan Santa. <clears throat> That's and uh, and he's fighting Krampus. <sighs> um, but first, like all his elves turn on him, they get like a zombie disease. And he's like, dude, it's a great scene. He's like fighting all these elves in in the North Pole, like in his shop, 
it's one it's a wonderful movie wonderfully shot george booze saying it it's fantastic ah oh. and the krampus looks great and in that interview he told us he's like no that's the dude he's just like jacked bro he looks like a monster what yeah so make sure you guys check out a christmas horror story a christmas horror story i'll remind you again on creature feature yeah we'll talk about <laughs> it one more time what was that other that goldberg did santa's sleigh oh yeah that's, that's, that's a, <laughs> where he has that's, like bison for reindeer <laughs> That's not necessarily a great movie, but if if you're into that sort of thing, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah, we'll revisit that one on our uh, December episode <laughs> okay, of Creature yeah, yeah. Fiji. Yeah, we'll we'll talk that one. We got some cool stuff coming up in November, though. Sweet. Yeah, we'll talk about some of it later, but something we can talk about now is Kapow Wrestling. Hi-ya. Yeah, buddy, I am going to be going down there to do some ring announcing, mm, flipping nice. my fringe all over the place, you know, <laughs> swift lipping, ego tripping, and body snatching, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> November 23rd, we are going to be out here in Knoxville. Yeah, we get to be in Knoxville for an event. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Save us some money. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to drive four hours to go somewhere or anything yeah. like that. We're going to be here, hometown. Mm. Uh, what is it? November 23rd. Nice. <clears throat> I almost said August. That is way gone. It was a busy October. It was. <laughs> so November 23rd, Kapow Wrestling. Nice. I uh, hear our old pal Shane Andrews is fighting for the title. Yes, he is. And he is jacked up and excited about it, is buddy. He? I wonder why. Yeah. He's <laughs> been he has been working out. I mean, he works out every day of his life oh, anyway. Yeah, but for sure. I've noticed he's really been working out. Nice. <laughs> like, <nice>. So he's, <laughs> really? he's really been working out here lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, episode one, Shane Andrews. Yeah. Interviewed him down at Win in Rome. Uh, avid Bigfoot hunter. Yes, he is, man. Me and me and crazy. Okay, so Shane Andrews' nickname uh-huh. is crazy with a K. K R A Z Z Y. I think I might. He he told me about his twenty concussions the other day. So. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see how he got that name. Shane, yeah, crazy's he he crazy man. He <laughs> he wild boy, wild wild. wild. His name used to be a uh, kid loco. Oh, nice. When he, yeah, when I, I see that. I can see that. Okay. When he first got into it, and uh, now he's like the bad boy Shane. I think he's steering away from the whole bad boy gimmick. But yeah, yeah. me and him went ghost hunting one night. Oh, nice. Okay, so we go to this uh, in in Oak Ridge. There is an African American burial ground. That's what it's called. Well, that's fucking terrifying, dude. Yeah. It is Why this, would you do that? I don't know. That is such <laughs> bad juju, bro. It was terrible. <laughs> like it, it's 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 gated. It's fenced off in this gate. Yeah. So we're, we're walking through it, and he's doing the, you know, is there anybody here that wants to talk to us? <laughs> and then we hear off in the woods something walking around. Yeah. And his immediate response was, it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> so... He, You're hunting ghost. Nope, it's a nope, Bigfoot, bro. Bigfoot here. <laughs> so he starts... He goes, hang on. I'm going to Bigfoot call. He goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nothing answered him Uh (laughs) uh but i will say he starts provoking the ghost you know zach bragging style from ghost adventures (laughs) starts you know taunting them and stuff and all of a sudden you hear something like what sounded like something hopped over the fence and landed in the leaves oh my and then you could hear it taking steps towards us through uh-huh, the leaves uh-huh. and so we braced up getting ready to fight bigfoot, to fight bigfoot or something <laughs> and it got from like 
me to you across the table and I could hear it coming and still couldn't see anything. That's terrifying. So I ran. Yeah. He started running. We ran out the gate. As we ran out the gate, the gate slammed just, behind just us. running. I voted for Obama. I voted for Obama. Everybody, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hopped in the car. He goes, so you want to go back? I was like, fucking no, uh, dude. No, that was, that's pretty pretty clear. They do not want us here. And you standing in their home going, you're, you're, <laughs> doing Bigfoot calls. Doing Bigfoot calls. In uh, the graveyard. Yeah. He, like, I know we have stopped coming home from shows three o'clock in the morning. He has pulled me over on the side of the road and been like, I saw a Bigfoot over here pull over we're looking for it okay so okay okay shane we got to take shane to the squatch convention with us <laughs> for sure, where do we for go sure. because who you gonna tell shane andrews that bigfoot's not real i am not i'm <laughs> sure in his head he saw those bigfoot he'll fucking kill you i'm sure i, I know i'm sure he saw those bigfoot mm-hmm. i have never one time doubted him but Shane was a fun one to go ghost hunting with. We used to go all the time, man. It was <laughs> yeah. he was a blast. But we uh, we went to this one place that was out in Oak Ridge next to the Indian uh-huh. Bear uh, African American Bear Room, uh-huh. and you have to walk like a mile to get to this house. It's right. like a church. There's a lot of cool, cool, freaky stuff in Oak Ridge. Yes, uh, glow in the dark deer. <laughs> yes, because of Y12 and yes. <laughs> you know the. You plants. ever seen any? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we we were going down the path and this flash of light came mm-hmm. out of like a bush mm. and him and my buddy Tommy were like, that was a ghost. I was like, no, that was a camera. We're on government property. <laughs> we should Ooh. probably leave. And sure enough, yeah, an SUV followed us for about two or three miles after Yikes. we left Stranger out of there. things. Yeah, man, mm. it was it was pretty wild. So yeah, you can't really just go poking yeah. and prodding around in Oak Ridge. Well, yeah, you know, they just, that mirror universe thing <clears throat> yeah. or whatever. Where they like mm-hmm. launched a bunch of atoms at a magnet, and then those atoms came back in reverse. Yeah, um, that's the thing. There was it went viral. The Stranger Things article. Mm-hmm. They're doing that in Oak Ridge. <laughs> and I got an Oak Ridge story. When I was a teenager, we went out there doing some fuck shit like mm-hmm. that. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, we came across this field with makeshift buildings and cars filled with bullet holes and yes. like a little training ground. I'm thinking or something. Uh huh. There was cages oh shit. um with chairs in them huh i don't know if i should be saying this yeah right <laughs> like somebody's gonna walk through the door of the studio here in a minute but yeah me and my friends we were teenagers um you know a little under the influence of things yeah. uh yeah we came across this and then like like makeshift buildings like not sturdy buildings like, right. like they were just like built to right. like to i don't j- like a simulation some, some yeah. stuff but there was cages with like chairs and like duct tape. Now it could just be a training ground. Maybe they're like waterboarding soldiers mm-hmm. to prepare you for being captured or something. Right. And like the cars had like bullet holes in them. Like, so it could have been just a training ground, but also it could have been something more. Yeah. Something <laughs> a lot. You really never know out in Oak Ridge. You can make a wrong turn out in Oak Ridge yeah, and they can hold you in one spot for up to 12 hours while yeah. they figure out who the fuck you are and why you're there. Uh, it makes sense. <clears throat> they like make the atom bomb there or some shit. They did. They made the atom bomb in Oak Ridge, <laughs> the Manhattan Project. And now they're opening mirror universes yeah, to try to fix all the fucked up shit they did at CERN. <laughs> 
Get us out of this black hole where fucking the bear scenes are bear stain. <laughs> the bear stain. Ex- fucking Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. There's so many, man. That's it. And <clears throat> I think there's a. Uh, I think there's a base underneath the mall in Oak Ridge. Oh, really? I think I've heard that too. The Oak Ridge Mall has been abandoned for the better part of probably ten to twelve years. Yeah. And uh, no, the the East Town Mall closed down, and they're going to tear that motherfucker down in a matter of months. Right. <laughs> like. Oh, so there's a nuke under the East, so under Oak Ridge Mall. Okay. Actually, cool. my. My girlfriend, mm-hmm. when she lived in Oak Ridge, she said one night her and her mom were sitting in the living room and heard what sounded like a train under uh-huh. the house. She wow. said, I know I've heard a train before. I know what a train sounds like. She wow. goes, it was just the house rattled and then it was gone. And hmm. there's no telling that there's tunnels and all kinds of shit up under Oak Ridge. Yeah. Well, after you tell me, I'm <clears throat> convinced there's a nuke under <laughs> the Oak Ridge Mall. <laughs> Because you know that was like that's like a big thing from like the eighties and nineties where uh-huh. they're like, yeah, we put these in like your backyard. <laughs> yeah, they're just like your like, yard will open up. We someday. have the most nukes in the world. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck you think they are? Like and we all in the desert. Them. Yeah, like <laughs> like the Soviets did. Yeah. Did you know that? What that the Soviets? Uh, like the Izakistans over uh-huh. in Russia and stuff. Yeah. After the Soviet old War, USSR. <clears throat> yes, the old USSR mm-hmm. had hundreds of nuclear weapons. Yeah. After the Cold War, mm-hmm. instead of dis- disarming and defusing those weapons, they uh-huh. just detonated them. Really? They detonated them in places just to dig a hole. Like, oh, we need a hole dug here. Let's blow this nuke up. There's a lake in Kazakhstan mm-hmm. that they detonated the nuke underground, uh-huh. created a crater so big that it filled up with water, and they call it Atomic Lake. Jesus. So I'm beginning to think global warming is 100% <laughs> the Izakistan's fault. Yeah, it's not fucking... It's, not. it's just because you're driving a Hummer. No, yeah. it's like because in the 80s and 90s, we're just detonating nukes. Have you heard of hell? Uh, the the 40-year oil fire pit they have oh yeah hell's pit yeah hell's pit where they yeah. cook the eggs that is in the exakistan right because there's it, there's another one what's it, like there's a big area on the back end of russia they yes. thought it was like a comet like oh, you know and yes. like nothing grows there anymore mm-hmm. and like it's like one of the biggest impact events like ever yeah i forgot what it's called but it's in the back end of uh, uh, russia and i'm sure that was probably from nukes or some shit yeah like they're just over there blo- detonating yeah. nukes <laughs> That's also like a rumor with the uh, Daltov Pass. Have mm-hmm. you heard about that? Yes. The, uh, the researchers that like took their clothes off and like like were running around in the snow or something like that. And they said that might have been a side effect from radiation oh. as one of like the biggest mysteries. Yeah. Because like their tongue was like they were missing tongues. There's, there's a lot of evidence that it was signs of radiation poisoning because your skin starts burning and you want to take mm-hmm. off your clothes and then. So there's lots of signs of that, but a lot of people be like aliens or this or that, right? But, but radiation's very real. Yeah, and That's, the Russians just detonating nukes is yeah. obviously very real. <laughs> go go check out the show Dark Tourists mm. on Netflix. Okay, if you haven't gotten to, it's a guy named David. He's from New Zealand. He's this journalist that just he's not into the whole extreme tourism thing, but mm. he goes to these extreme tourist locations and does journalism. Nice. Okay, gotcha. Great evidence. That's where I found out about. Like, he swims in Atomic Lake, eats fucking fish out of it. Like, well, I won't eat a fish <clears throat> out of any lake near Oak Ridge. No, that's so what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's out here yeah. just. <laughs> so, that's a big deal. So, that's going on out there in the Exakistans. Yeah, go to Oak Ridge. <clears throat> go, go out to Oak Ridge and check out some good ghost hunting and some. <laughs> yeah, go see Oak Ridge. Get held up by the government. Yeah, they may have a nuke and a portal to another world, so that's what's up. Yeah, what's up, Stranger Things? <laughs> this Next. episode's not going to get aired. Yeah, this, right? 
what? We're, we're sorry, Frank. It's just we're in this thing with the government. Yeah, now we're in this uh, thing with the government now. So, oh. all right, Terry, let's talk about these contests that we've been doing. Oh, yeah, dude. Real quick, man. We've been giving away stuff left and right They're every popping week. off. Yeah. They've doubled your fan base, I feel like. It really has. Like, people are like, you do a podcast? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we just came for the free stuff. Oh, yeah. This is actually kind of good. Yeah. Nice. You guys are funny. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, Thanks. so far, we have given away two things of otherworldly coffee prize mm-hmm. packs where mm-hmm. people got mugs and two bags of coffee nice. stickers well we, i mean really we started with the uh, haunted house tickets right yeah we yeah. started giving away the haunted house tickets mm-hmm. uh we have given away a goblin hoss prize pack with a koozie and a t-shirt dude that a was patch. a big one over 100 shares yeah uh over like 50 comments that one was crazy people were loving god i love goblin hoss it was a great deal with a t-shirt a pin mm-hmm. uh a koozie a koozie and a sticker and yeah it, it wasn't a sticker it was an iron-on patch oh damn yeah, yeah that's a great deal I, that's a great deal yeah i tried to hook them up <laughs> this time around and i think our biggest prize yet was uh that lady got like front row seats oh at rob the, zombie the, in louder than life. life yeah we gave away two tickets to the louder than life festival mm-hmm. and this lady beat her way to the front of the line yeah. to the front row and saw Rob Zombie and sent us pictures of it. Right, that's what's up. So you guys need to make sure that you are following the page and paying attention to the things we do because literally all you have to do is comment. Yeah. And you could win. Well, you got to like and share. Yeah, you got to like and share it. But <laughs> mostly you just, like, I gave away the Belloween prize pack. Uh-huh. People were getting those boxes. Man, I gave away three Belloween prize packs. Oh, nice. And uh, people got some awesome Halloween decorations for, yeah. you know, special from me. Nice. No, no two things were alike. Well, that's good. In that prize pack, so everybody got their own unique stuff. Fantastic. So we're gonna keep doing that. You know, if you guys like it, we want you to keep, you know, sticking around and paying attention to the things we're doing. <laughs> Who doesn't like free stuff? That's my big thing. Who doesn't like free stuff? So I think now, Terry, we can go to one of our favorite segments: mythical monster of the month. <laughs> Spooky. That's right. Our favorite weekly segment, other than our other segment. <laughs> <laughs> the Mythical Monster of the Month. And this month, we've got kind of a special one. Ooh. Because I told everybody during the uh, during the Otherworldly Coffee giveaway mm-hmm. that to, to comment their favorite cryptozoological monster. Mm-hmm. And I would choose, out of a hat, a winner of this month's monster and i'd give those people a shout out if i chose their monster gotcha so this month's monster comes to us from the scottish highlands oi yes from the wonderful mind of ashley burt and camera ray both people said nessie oh the og the og you gotta have this staple in cryptids you have to have nessie's lore is probably before bigfoot right yes okay i think honestly the loch ness monster is the one of the oldest oldest, cryptids that seems like it i think let's see the earliest reported retrospective sighting okay is in 565 AD. Ooh. <laughs> Not even like in the tri- in the quadruple digits yet. Nah. Well, there's probably still dinosaurs back then. Exactly. <laughs> so, boom, it shows up there. Chronologically, it shows up in 1802 
But then popularly, everybody starts seeing it in like 1933. Mm-hmm. So it's had plenty of time to, you know, lay under the water and chill, chill out and learn how to not be seen. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes out there trying to find it. People say that it's a hoax and it's wishful thinking and they mm-hmm. misidentify it as like a log or something. Right. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, a three story tall <laughs> monster <laughs> in the lake is uh, is not going to be mistaken for a piece of driftwood. That's true. Has it got the uh, famous picture? Yes, the famous picture of Nessie there. Yeah. That's the one. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> See here. This, the surgeon's photograph. Right. Yeah. Uh, heavily researched, uh, not doctored in any way. But, right. Uh, you know, it's not that clear, so there could be, you know, somebody in the water or something like that. Exactly. But. I think this one did come out to be a hoax. Oh, did it really? Yeah. I, I think remember they did a lot of, like, investigating. They're like, well, it's not doctored digitally or anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. I think I do remember that a few years ago. The yeah. guy was just like, yeah, we're in like fucking suits or whatever. <laughs> it's just one of those things like people want to see it. They want to find it. But this is a mm-hmm. creature that's been around for so long that there's no, you're not mm-hmm. seeing it. Right. Be, you know, these big ships and stuff, they look for it. They've sent submarines into the mm-hmm. lock to look for it and everything else. Divers. And how do we know it's not camouflaged? Yeah. It's in a lake, right? Like, yeah. Is it Lake Champlain? Bel- or is that the other one? That I know is... there's multiple Nessies. Yes. In different areas of the world. People called it a whale-like fish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, there's one in, there's a, they got their own Nessie in Lake Champlain uh, up in uh, Vermont. I see. Um, America, always trying to take other people's traditions. <laughs> well, so we, we're a melting pot, bro. That's right. So it's just the lock. It's, oh, it's just the lock. Yeah. Duh. That's what I thought. I thought it was Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, duh. That's the name yeah, of the- the Loch Ness monster. That, Terry, you had me off <laughs> Idiot. It's you know we call it a lake and Irish people call it a lock. A lock. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> the you lock could go sense. down to the lock and go for a swim. <laughs> Duh, it's called the Loch Ness monster. Nessie. It's just been so popular in pop culture. I was just like, oh, that's just what they named it. I've never. It's been so since I was born. It's been the Loch Ness monster that I never thought like, oh, duh, that's the name of the lake. Right. <laughs> Let's see, who is this guy? There was an article by Alex Campbell, or mm. the water bailiff for Loch Ness. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. It's badass, dude. He's the water bailiff. I want to make a movie. It's just the water bailiff. It's called the water bailiff. Trying to find the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I've been searching for this thing for years. <laughs> it says that this guy, apparently, in 1933, the word monster was applied for the first time in his mm. article. So it was just like the Loch Ness beastie. <laughs> the Loch Ness thing. The Loch Ness thing. And then this guy's like, nope, it's a monster. Ooh, and he made a million dollars. And he made millions of millions of dollars. Uh, so let's see. The creature disported itself rolling and plunging for a full minute, and its body resembling that of a whale. Mm. Yeah, so I think, honestly, I think Nessie has, like chameleon camouflage abilities or like mm. a like an octopus okay like an octopus changes colors like that yeah some of these squids and stuff so who's to say we haven't looked right at it and it's just like <laughs> blending in with the rocks and mm. waters i uh, read an article once where they think squids came off microorganisms on asteroids 
Really? Yeah. Like that Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. Is that an episode? Yeah, where the space squids come uh, down. There's like they yeah. have like babies and they're trying. Yeah. Just because they're like their anatomy so unique, uh-huh. that like they don't think it could have been made on Earth or some shit like that. Like where did squids come from? It was probably clickbait. It was cool. <laughs> it was probably just clickbait. But um, is Loch Ness? Does it have a port to the ocean? Is it a feeder? From I, the ocean? I think so. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah, like, there's no telling where this thing could wind up. Well, the ocean's up. fucking huge. Yeah. And, like, I would not be surprised you find some weird monster that's been lurking in the dark. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that they pull out of the deep sea mm-hmm. already, good yeah. luck. We just need to stay out of the water. Yeah, it's looking like, <laughs> like, it's looking like right here it is uh, connected to an ocean. It is a waterway yeah. for it. Um, looks more like a river though, but mm-hmm. it's too big. It must, it's, it's a long river lake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, maybe somebody saw it creeping down through there, but maybe mm-hmm. it did it at like three o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> Camouflaged and you never know. But I mean, I'm sure at one point there could have possibly been some fucking weird old dinosaur. <laughs> I'm sure there has to look that at someone saw one time. And now look know. at freaking crocodiles and alligators, man. That It's a hundred percent plausible. That they, is a dinosaur. They were here when the dinosaurs were here. Mm-hmm. So were the chickens. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say this thing didn't make it? Or mm. man, I'm, not, I, I'm not even necessarily thinking, saying that it's the original one from like 565 AD. Right. But who's to say there's not Nessies? Mm. Who's to say there's not like a, the part of the ocean that it leads into? There might be just like a little spot that was protected from uh-huh. destruction. I mean... Like you said, the alligators and the crocodiles, they were with the dinosaurs. Things yeah. have survived from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and evolved. And evolved, <laughs> exactly. Uh, to Maybe to blend to its surroundings. And it's what's the old saying? We haven't explored 80% of the ocean or some shit like yeah. that. We've explored more than space. I don't know if that's true. I've heard that, though. That yeah, we've explored more than space than we yeah, have the ocean. We've explored more in space. Yes, than in the ocean. Not more of. Yes. Because the space is infinite. That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're being fed lies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I think we need to stay away from the water and quit fucking with it because our oh, bodies are not designed yeah. to be in there, so. Well, <laughs> I think our bodies are designed. We're 80% water. We are. But not, not anymore, not in this day and age. Just like on the surface, though. We we can stay yeah. up there doing all this deep sea shit and fucking with the... Like, we've fucked up the environment on the surface. <laughs> yeah, we're so far attached from the ocean at this point. Yeah. Half of us don't even know how to swim. No, that's the truth. And we're 80% water. <laughs> we literally walked out of the ocean. We literally walked... Depending on what you believe, whatever. Yeah, depending <laughs> on your belief. But <laughs> Nessie's... De- I, this is the, the one that I'm going to say is real. Okay, this, that's this, a that's a that's a hard hard stance. I, I know, yeah, I know a lot of them. We've said, you know, peyote and too much time, <laughs> not a lot to do. I, they're all plausible. Yes, they are all extremely because plausible. There are still animals from a previous mm-hmm. age, and God only knows what the government and the Exoxistons <laughs> have created. <laughs> Right. Now, if you told me there's a Loch Ness monster in China, I'd be like, duh. Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, they have a parade for it every year. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Godzilla? Hello. Godzilla, hello. <laughs> I also read an article. Have you seen that article going around about the uh, fish with the human face in China? No. It really it went around, but apparently this is just like a thing in China. It's like the fish. They're like a certain type of koi, and like their designs on their head make it look like human faces. But of course, in America, everybody's like, "Oh my God, that's a, look what Jesus did!" <laughs> the Chinese, they're coming to get us the with Ch- their human-faced fish. <laughs> they're, 
they're making oh they're genetically splicing humans and fish together to take over mm-hmm. it's just so surprising how like something like that could go viral and then it's right. just like everyone knows about this y'all are just dumb hey, everybody yeah this is a very widely known thing and it's things like that that uh take away from some of the other more credible exactly things, so like i just I, Loch Ness monster has been around for too long mm-hmm. for there not to be some kind of realism to it i buy it yeah this o- is- ocean dwelling ancient monster i mean there's uh a dinosaur that looks like the loch ness monster the one with the exactly yeah the little the flippies pal- pal- yeah palapidosaurus yeah 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 that like thing that. yeah and i'm sure that's probably that's just i just said i just agreed with you thanks chris yeah, no problem <laughs> the you know, the you thing know? that looks like loch ness got yeah. the long neck it's got four flappers big tail you know what yeah, i'm talking we about we know what yeah you, you all were, know what we're saying you were in science class <laughs> that's right that thing was cool so i gotta give it to th- this month's mythical monster of the month is the loch ness monster yes so let us know what you think is nessie real is nessie just a big tourist attraction in scotland let us know because this is the one i am taking a hard stance on well both those things can be true right nessie can be real and it can now be a tourist attraction exactly (laughs) and uh, you know people come to loch ness as a tourist trap thinking they're gonna see nessie like it's not on it's not fucking sea world yeah and i feel like this point even if it was there it's not anymore. And I was no. like, they got like all these people. It, it would, if it's a smart animal, it's like, yeah, it's time to leave. Everyone's yeah. looking for me. Like I'm constantly running into submarines. Uh-huh. <laughs> like nobody will leave me alone anymore. I just yeah. want to go to Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if it leads into, especially, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We should dig into that. Yeah. We're going to have to dig into all these places that people say they've seen the Loch Ness Monster. Maybe it swam across the Atlantic. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's a lot of theories going around. But for now, we'll close the lid on the Loch Ness Monster. Mythical Monster of the Month, thank you so much for joining us this week, this month, Nessie. (laughs) In in studio. In studio. It is real. (laughs) Peace out, you whale fish. (laughs) That's, you know, that's the the Jonah thing. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a whale. It was a big fish. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of these people, because all whales. Yeah. You you never know. If it is, you know... um, connected to the ocean it's totally possible mm-hmm. i just watched Endgame, and uh it turns go. out if there's half the humans on the earth they would just start swimming down the hudson river really no that's what they said in Endgame. <laughs> that's what they said in Endgame, so it must be true or chris evans is like it's not so bad the environment saved <laughs> <laughs> wow captain america thanks captain america oh, like captain commie yeah, what the fuck captain planet <laughs> well we did it gang <laughs> so now i think I think we should do something really cool, Terry. Sweet. I think we should talk to two really cool people about Sweet. a really cool movie they did. Sounds great. So we've got Jimothy Beckelt and Josh Hasty. Everybody here loves Josh Hasty, so we had to have him back on. One of the best interviews. Absolutely. He's like one of my favorite people to interview. So long he got his own episode. Yes. And I love it. I love that he's not a yes, no person. Uh I cannot stand. Please, if I ever interview you, please don't just say yes, no. When I ask you questions, please elaborate. (laughs) on. I I, I design questions to make it easy for you to talk to me. So please. I mean, I I get some of them. It's just like we're like sixth in the line. on. They've answered all the same questions. But yeah uh josh is great you know once you get him rolling he's not gonna mm-hmm. stop so no and i and like i said i love it he's one and one of the most fun directors to watch work mm-hmm. honestly uh, if you watch the behind the scenes of candy corn you can watch him run around like oh, crazy right. and 
Yeah. You get a behind-the-scenes documentary with the Blu-ray now, right? Yes, you nice. do. It's like two hours long, and it's worth every second of it. He loves the behind-the-scenes documentary, Heck man. yeah, he does. That's his thing. I lo- <laughs> he did the behind-the-scenes doc for 31, which we mm-hmm. talked about on the last episode with him. Nice. And now he's done his own behind-the-scenes doc. So... Here we go. Josh Hasty, Jimothy Beckelt. I think we're going to bring Jimothy up first, yep. and we'll talk to him, and then we'll talk to Josh, let right. you guys hear all this awesome candy corn action, and we'll be right back with you on Scared Stupid. Oh. Welcome back, everybody. It is I, your host, the gu- your guide to the ghoulish, your phantom of foolish Mr. Chris Bell, and joining me here in the factory of fear is Mr. Jimothy Beckelt. Jim, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. So excited that we are obviously hanging out in studio together and not doing uh, some type of, you know, phone interview or something like that. That's that's great. I I love what you're wearing right there. Yeah, no, I mean, you really pull that shirt off, bro. Yeah, no. (laughs) So, Jim, let's talk about where you got started. Uh, How how what what really gave you the push to want to get into acting and entertaining? Oh well, I'm I'm from a like a little town, so the only source of being able to do my creative acting type stuff was like in v- variety shows or uh, just shows around town or just dressing up, doing events. Right. And pretty much that's how I started. I mean, I did YouTube videos, but they weren't really good. You know? <laughs> Listen, don't you knock your YouTube videos. I watched your YouTube videos, okay? And I, I thought they were really good. Well, thank it, it reminded me of stuff that me and my friends used to do when, you know, I came from a small town, too, and really wanted to get into acting and everything. So, you know, me and you kind of share that, I guess, in similar... Nice, nice. Yeah. I want to talk, since you are here on our show, Scared Stupid... I feel like we have to talk about Ernie and Ace's Wild Ventura. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a fun little thing. It was great. <laughs> no, you did awesome in it. I mean, you you really captured the spirit of Jim Carrey. Like, if anybody was going to pull it off, you did great at it. Well, you know, I try my best. Like every time I do it, it it gets better. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in my own head. Like, uh, I could have, I could have fell a little harder. I could have, you know, <laughs> farted out of my mouth a little harder. You know, <laughs> that's the same. That's why you should never watch your own work. You're too critical of yourself. You farted out of your mouth. Great. so i also noticed that uh an interesting thing you did was uh you were an elvis impersonator in a billy ray cyrus tv series oh yeah that was a that was a fun little i mean it was like odd because like it kind of it was kind of spare of the moment like we had this uh we had a guy that was acting as our manager but set us up with this and uh yeah they were going to have us as johnny cash impersonators at first <laughs> but when when they found out that we actually did impersonate jim uh jim carroll elvis uh they were just like you know what we'll just make these twins uh the elvis impersonators and <laughs> make the other twins the johnny cash impersonators <laughs> oh, like, okay. like yeah it works out perfect yeah, and they set us up with some nice gold silk shirts. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was filming myself. Except I should have cut my hair a little bit because they made my my hair like they pompadoured it up. Oh yeah, it, it was like so so tall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt my balance going off at some points. Really, <laughs> too top heavy. Yeah, <laughs> was seven foot four. Good. <laughs> was Billy Ray filling your king? I don't know. He's just. I don't know. He's a. He's, he's to himself. That's really. That's how I could put it. Uh oh. He, yeah, he's to himself. We had. I. Yeah, there's a few instances that he just like. I don't know. I guess he was not filling that day. And I, I was just like, Ooh, I'll stand over here. I'll just, <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of his way. He has enough problems in his life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll leave him be. <laughs> so I got to talk to uh, Corky and Bob get a job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, 2017, you're, you're coming into your own. And I'm loving what you did with the character of Bob. Because once again, I did watch this. Th- I watched your your uh what is it? your files i looked back into your library into the catacombs <laughs> the catacombs of yeah. what is jimothy <laughs> yeah the catacombs of jimothy which nice. you were the first person i've ever met in person because we are here in person uh that Ooh. is named jimothy i oh, have, yeah i have heard you know people say that like jim james jimothy but you're you're the real deal yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how my mother came up with it. It was just like, I guess my brother, I see I'm a twin. So I guess my, my brother came out first and she's like, ah, Timothy. And she was like so much on drugs. She was just like, oh, we're going to name this one Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I figured that's, how I figured that's, that's what had happened. She's just like, Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> that's the but, that's your Marvel origin story. <laughs> yeah, how he I became name him Jimothy. <laughs> oh, that is awesome! So <laughs> now you've taken on the role of Mike in oh, Josh yeah. Hasty's Candy Corn, which we got to talk to Josh. Uh, we we actually caught a sneak peek of the film before it got released, so. I knew everything you did before everybody else knew what you did. Ooh, lucky you. Right? So I was telling everybody, one of the best, most original horror movies that I have seen in a long time, and you as the main protagonist were fantastic. Like, you nailed being an asshole. (laughs) You know, I try. You know, know, it has been a minute since I've been a a full-on asshole. I try to be nice and pacifist. I just let things go. But when he's like, hey, do you want to be an asshole? I said, sure. Of course. (laughs) Of course I do. That's that's how I can gauge like an actor's level of talent is if they are an asshole in the film, do I genuinely hate this person? And yeah. I, and from like the the purest part of my heart, I want you to know I hated you. <laughs> I just, yes. I, you, <laughs> you were it, it was it, it was so good. I loved like you are such a nice guy. That's the thing. Like in in just yeah. the short time that we've talked, you're such a nice guy. So where did you dig to find that asshole? Because I just don't see it, Jimothy. Well, you know, uh, I lived uh, I, like. Most of the people that uh, like 
honestly, I found it in irritations. The little things that bother me, I mm-hmm. pull that from that. And the, the I actually have a, a older brother named Mike, and I was just like, you know, he he actually just loves being an asshole. <laughs> well, I'll, just, I'll just say I'm Mike, and I'll be I'll be Mike. <laughs> you know so i just you know went into that spot like it was just easy i don't know i guess uh, i have a dark side (laughs) you do and it definitely came out and uh like what was it like working with josh hasty i know we talked with josh and he's seems like a brilliant director but i'd like to hear from like some of his cast and crew what was it like working with josh Oh yeah, no, he's 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 epic. Like he's like he's like a down to earth. He listens. He doesn't like. I mean, I've I've been on few sets, you know, and the directors kind of just toss your ideas to the side, and maybe it'll happen. But right. with Josh, he was just like, you know what? You just you be you be Mike, and if that feels right, you go with it. Right. I was like, okay, yeah. It was like the first real like he's he listens. That's that's the good thing about having a director like Josh is he listens. Right. And I know I know a lot of times people they bring you in, they want you to be a certain way and it's, you know, their way or the highway, but yeah. he seems to have like some flexibility. He wants to see how you interpret the character and then he wants to kind of build around that. Yeah. That's exactly what had happened. <laughs> so he also told us that he gave each character like, a, like everybody got like a book basically on their whole on their characters' backstories and mm-hmm. all the crazy th- like. So did you learn Mike's backstory and like where all of his emotions and intentions were coming from? Well, you know, Mike he comes from uh, that. Uh, childhood of not really being able to be in like seeing his mother or really you know getting to have that mother's uh you know trying to uh you know the mother little instinct yeah between the mother and son trying to keep him safe or whatnot now he just had to live with his dad and his dad you know you, you never know what he's gonna say or what kind of things he's gonna come up with or Right, but he's to jump down Mike's throat next. Yeah, so he's so, he's, he's got a tough home life. Yeah, there that he's and, living with and having to deal with. Yep, and seeing how his dad, he's always on duty. He he doesn't really take a break. He's by himself. Yeah, he's always you know just chilling in that. So he has you know he has to do what he has to do. To, you know, pass the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Jim, are you more a comedy guy or a horror movie guy? You know, to be honest, like, I, I've, the only time I uh, watch horror films was actually uh, with my uncle and uh-huh. his family. And I really didn't, I didn't really get into horror as much. Yeah. So, but when... Like for me, when Josh had showed me, like showed me the script, and I liked the the backstory between everybody and how everything just clicked together, and then I was just like, yeah, you know what? This actually has a good undertone that I could totally, I, I dig it, you know. Right. 
Absolutely. Did you, uh, you know, do you have any fan favorites, any, any kind of horror movie, like something you watch every Halloween spooky season? Uh, what do I watch every spooky season? I mean, I watch Hocus Pocus at least once. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That ha- I mean, that's a requirement. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's true. So I have to dig deeper on this one. Uh, I do uh, find myself watching uh, Jason versus Freddy just because it got both of them in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, that's a good one too because yeah, you get a double dose of horror icon in that yeah. one. <laughs> and, and, you know, honestly, I feel like it's like. You know, to the point to that horror doesn't really scare me, mm-hmm. but like I just find it funny. I, I I dig deep for the comedy and the horror. You know, right? I'm, I don't know if that's like a a, a bad sign, like someone should walk me away. But, right. <laughs> you <know. laughs> well, you know, you have to have the comedic relief. You it has to be there in every single situation. You know, or else the world is a bleak place. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, you're trying to tell me there's a guy out there trying to kill me? <laughs> I'm going to think he's a clown. Yeah, right. It. <laughs> it, it? Remember that that movie that just came out, popular release? <laughs> yeah. Name drop. <laughs> Name drop real quick. Oh, man. Do you have any other kind of stuff that's coming up? Anything you want to promote or talk about? Oh, well, uh... Actually, uh, next next Saturday, it was I'll be at uh, Richmond uh, and uh, a Rich City Comic Con, uh, Comic and Pop Con, and then that's that's going to be in Richmond, Kentucky. Okay. So I'll be at a convention. I tell you, that's not too far from us <clears throat> down here, and we might have to come up there and you know meet again. Oh yeah, meet again, see see each other face to face once again. Yeah, for the second time since we're doing yeah. it right now. Oh, oh, you're you're hey. you're getting the eyelash butterfly kisses hey. right now. Was that close? I just so appreciate you being here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no no problem. You know, let me get that let me get that lint off your shirt. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. I, I'm trying not to look like a big garbage bag in here. Jeez. No problem. <laughs> well, Jim, will you tell the people out there of the world to listen to Scared Stupid? Hey, people out there of the world, you know, you want to listen to Scared Stu- Stupid. There's no no way around it that you don't want to. You want to, okay? Don't double, no, don't even think about it. Just click or whatever it is tune in to scared stupid okay you just you just got to okay because i love you if you do (laughs) (laughs) that was perfect that is the best promotion i think we've gotten the best plug we've gotten for the show so far (laughs) that goes to you so everybody get out there go check out our wonderful friend jimothy beckelt here in Josh Hasty's candy corn, he's the best asshole you're going to see all year. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Jimothy, thank you so much for being with us today, buddy. No problem, man. We'll see you later, my friend. Later, dude. What's going on, everybody? It is your host. That's right, your ghost host with the most yost. 
Chris Bell. And joining me today in studio, of course, as always, sitting right here next to me, Mr. Josh Hasty. Josh, how you doing, How's buddy? How's it going? Good, good. Yes. Thanks for having me back. Of course. I'm glad you made the long trek all the way from Ohio just to, you know, come hang out and talk with us today. Of course, man, of course. <laughs> it's Josh Hasty is a real sweetheart for everybody that doesn't know that. So, fun You're fact. sending that message to a lot of people. Say something <laughs> like that. That's right. <laughs> well, Josh, I wanted to start it off this time uh, with kind of where we got cut off last time. We didn't get to talk about Ernest, Scared Stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'd like to bring that up. And mm-hmm. Josh, just tell me, like, do you have a favorite quote or a favorite scene from Scared Stupid? Oh, man. Um I don't know that I have a favorite quote. I feel like that whole movie's just one-liners, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I think one of the, it's too much to quote, but when he's, when he's ringing up all of the, the troll catching stuff. Yes. Like that as always, it was hilarious <laughs> when I was a kid. I, I didn't watch Ernest yet this year. Um, I normally try to watch it around Halloween, but I was nonstop this whole season. I hardly got to watch anything. Yeah. You've been but, busy. um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but I did watch it last year and it was still like just as freaking hilarious and timeless <laughs> and it's just so it's yeah, it's just timeless how, how he's just like taking advantage of someone in a crisis and like yes. it's funny because it's, you know, hunting trolls, but right. at the same time it's just so relevant to how people are. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but but I don't know. I always I love that. I love the uh, all the the. Tr- Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little weird there. Um, the the treehouse stuff. Always, I loved that as a kid. Like yes. it was so, just you know, just magical feeling. And like I think that's every kid's fantasy is to have like, you know, this sort of little hideaway place. Oh, yeah. And I you know lived in the woods, so we had a treehouse and. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just such a it's just such a goofy, goofy movie. Oh and, yeah, um, I you, love it. All of it. Ernest, Ernest, everything about it. He's just he's one of the best. I, I love all of Ernest's movies, but yeah, Scared Stupid obviously is definitely my favorite in in yeah. the franchise. I like uh, when he's going through talking about Botswana and Ottoman, and he says, yeah. uh, "I know there there ain't no trees in Botswana. I am a Botswanian lumberjack, and I ain't never had a job." yeah (laughs) yeah all those uh, it's it's funny to watch that now too when he's doing the different characters yes um because it's like yes he's just so he's so crazy and i think as a filmmaker it was cool to um to watch that last year and be like wow like he in this movie really kind of just showcased all of his weird like impersonations and, and characters and oh, it was yeah. just this weird eclectic like almost like a Halloween episode of like um like something Paul Rubens would do. I don't know yes. if necessarily would be like you know uh like Pee Wee per se, but that's right. sort of like you know what I mean? Like just yes. like the level of absurdity the and the but it's still like it it's smart. It's absurd yeah. but it's intelligent. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So, speaking of Ernest, we recently uh, got to speak with Mr. Jimothy Beckelt. So oh, he'll, yeah. yeah, he'll actually be on this episode too. And I don't know if you were aware of his smash hit, uh, Ace and Ernie's Wild Ventura. Uh, 
I'm but, aware of it. I've never, <laughs> uh, I've never sat down to watch it, but I do know that it exists. It's golden. You definitely. That's should, what I hear. Yeah, you should definitely give that a watch because I, I told Jimothy that uh, you know, during Candy Corn, watching his performance in Candy Corn, and the way you directed him. Um, he was, and I tried to like compliment him. I wanted it to wholeheartedly be a compliment, but he is one of the best assholes I've ever seen. Yeah, in a movie like, yeah, I can, I can. Well, his, no, go ahead. His character was based like 100 percent off of Bobby from Twin Peaks, <laughs> and we never talked about that. But his look, the whole thing was like completely Bobby from Twin Peaks. And then when I started working with him, like. It just sort of happened, so I never had to mention Bobby from Twin Peaks. Right. He just, and so people do comment on that sometimes, like our AD is a huge Twin Peaks fan, and he was mm-hmm. like, did you try to make him, uh, you tell him to act like Bobby? I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't, but it just sort of worked out that way, and I'm glad that you, you picked up on that. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, uh, yeah, he's an asshole, and it's <laughs> sort of... Yeah, I, I right. don't know. It just reminded me of so many, so many people that I, I went to high school with. <laughs> I can always tell like how good of an actor someone is based on, especially if they're someone like Jimothy in the movie, uh, based on how much I do hate them and how happy I am to see them die. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. And I told him that I said, you know, I just I was so happy to see you die, and I want I mean that yeah. in the best way possible. No. Yeah, no, it, was, it took a lot to get that. If you watch the, the documentary on, yes. the, on the Blu-ray, um, I mean, I, I put him through, because he's not that way, you know. He, right. He's never done something dark and, and heavy like that. And um, He's a big goofball. <laughs> yeah, 100% goofball. And I had to just, like, literally, like, put him through the ringer and drag him through the mud to get you know you watch these takes after takes after takes uh-huh. and i realized very quickly that he has thick skin yeah <laughs> and um he's not going to get you know some actors everybody's different it's i don't want to say just actors but human right. beings are different when you're dealing with actors and they're you know all these cameras and sound and crew and everybody around and they're on the spot one of two things going to happen if you give them direction in a certain way let's say a very blunt deliberate way some actors or actresses are going to clam up or freak out. They're going to you know, they take it as, as a negative thing. Right. And then other people take it very positively. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say like they get excited about it, but right. they do something with it. And right. so most of the actors I worked with were in the second camp, but Jimothy the most, because like I said, in the documentary, there's, there's one particular scene that everybody likes to bring up about, how hard I was on him, which <laughs> this particular scene was nothing compared to some of the stuff that I put this guy through. Right. Again, nothing illegal or anything like that, well, but just course. like the mind, you know, you have to, I, I realized very quickly, he, he's there to do the best that he can, but he is a goofball and mm-hmm. he's just a happy guy. He's trying to have a good time and joke around and stuff. And so getting him to this dark place was, was a, a very solid effort that right. I was up against on my own and so you know i would say like you got to be angrier right and he would do his take and i say no and i and even if it was good it, it was never i don't want to say if it was perfect i wouldn't have done it but if it was like all right that might pass but i knew there was something in there more like he's really good at facial expressions and yes. stuff like that 
And so I would just cut him off in the middle of him delivering a line to the <laughs> point where he eventually would get very, very frustrated. And I would say, all right, do it. And then he would do it perfectly because he would really, like the particular scene I'm talking about is when he's confronts Carol at Cooper's. Yes. And at first it was just like, Hey Carol, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like <laughs> this whole like, you know, Jimothy thing. And I'm just like, no. So we yeah. spent probably an hour just on, on that right. <laughs> to get him to that place. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's funny because I was taking this sort of goofball guy and just getting inside of his head and wearing him down mentally to where mm-hmm. he got to a place he's not normally aware of right. in himself. And then what happened was because of that, I got this performance that is, is very polarizing. Yes. You. People either, I've read things where people say he's the, the shining, you know, star of the film and say what you just said, like he's the best asshole I've ever seen. And other people that say they couldn't sit through the movie because of his performance. And that's wow. great because, yeah. again, that's what we went, that's what I wanted. You know, it right. was a Twin Peaks thing. And so it's funny that I don't know if we talked about this before, but like when it comes to Twin Peaks and all these things I'm inspired by mm-hmm. and obsessed with, like they were not well received when they came out. And it's easy right. now, like all these, and some people call me a hipster, so I'm just sort of using it loosely, but yeah. all these hipsters that are, you know, wearing the, the Black Lodge rings and, you know, uh-huh. they're all obsessed with David Lynch and all that stuff, and that's fine. But it was the same people that are responsible for Twin Peaks getting canceled before the second season was even done. Right. And just got taken off the air. And there's this really great clip of David Lynch, I believe it's on Letterman, Mm -hmm. going on there and literally pleading to people, right into the camera, please, here's the number to NBC or whatever it was, call them, tell them you want Twin Peaks to stay on the air. They're only giving me a few more episodes and then they're taking us off the air. Like, it was not accepted. Turn on right. the TV now yeah. and look at some of the freaking garbage that's on there. Absolutely. Like, it's absolute garbage. you got to be really, really bad for the TV to pull you off. Granted, times have changed, but mm-hmm. still, you yeah. get pulled off. And then, you know, it's like that's that's hard for people to remember. Or maybe they just don't know because it's, I think, with time, a lot right. of things like music and especially film and TV, it in hindsight is like, Oh, that's actually really good. And I've talked to Rob zombie a lot about this where like, he says like, every time I have a movie that comes out, it's split down the middle or or most people hate it. Uh And then within 10 years, it's called a masterpiece. And every single time. And we went to the, uh, to the three from hell premiere in LA when we were out there for the candy corn premiere, they were a day apart from each other. And we went there and at the beginning, he did an intro, and he said, I think it was like 25 years ago or whatever, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was I got kicked off the Universal Studios lot for yes. making House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, they saw the first edit. They hated it. We weren't even done filming. They kicked us off, and we had to find somewhere else to film the movie. Tonight, mm-hmm. as we all sit here, Universal Studios is doing a house of a thousand corpses maze (laughs) and people are in line to, to walk through it. Like that's, that's for some reason how a lot of things, especially in horror are. And so when they look at like, you want to hear that sort of thing. And I've heard people say it bad, you know, toward twins peaks, twin peaks and toward candy corn where it's like, 
you know, they hate both of them or whatever. But mm-hmm. with Jimothy's performance as Mike, it accidentally came across exactly how I wanted. And of course, nobody's, <laughs> not, not everybody's going to love everything. Right. So I get why people don't like it because those people may also look at Twin Peaks today and just go, yeah, it should have been canceled sooner. You know, <laughs> that's just how it is. But right. I was very happy with, uh, it was weird for me because I edited the whole movie. So I was very close to it. And yeah. I took some time away, like months away. And the first time I watched the movie again was at, the, we went to, the Chinese theater and did a projector test. Oh, cool. Um, just myself, Lindsay, my fiance who color graded the film and my co-composer. And so we were there to, uh, you know, make sure she was happy with the color mm-hmm. that was being projected so they could fine tune anything, make sure Michael was happy with the sound mix yeah. and make sure I was happy with the overall picture of, and sound of everything. So after we left there, I was so, I was like, I said to Lindsay, like, Man, I think Jimothy's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, <laughs> it just, he encompasses this genuine, just asshole. Yeah. That, that you, you do want to see die. And it's, and it's very nuanced. Like, a lot of the things in, in Candy Corn are, it is very nuanced. But um, what you see on screen with Jimothy, that's real. And you can watch the documentary and see that it's real because he'll come in in the morning happy and blah, blah, blah. And by the end of the day, he's just like, he's Mike, because (laughs) I've just constantly told him, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Knowing that the end of it, and this happened every single day, he would come up to me and thank me. And once I realized he wasn't taking it personally, that he knew it was in him and he knew what I wanted and was there to give me what I wanted, Mm -hmm. we were on the same page. And he knew anytime I was beating him down, even though it was frustrating, it was making him better. it, It got him to where he needed to be. Right. And I mean, you can really see that in the behind. I, I loved the behind the scenes documentary. I'm so glad that I did pick up uh, the Blu-ray and got it. Thanks. Yeah, basically, day it got released, whenever you sent them out, <laughs> I, I got mine and uh, checked out the behind the scenes. And you're absolutely right. Like you, just talking to you, you're such a nice, genuine person. But when you're there to work, it's it's go time, and you will mentally put these people through the hurdles to get the product that you want, and I think that's the mark of a true filmmaker and a great director. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you're working with guys like Tony Todd and Poncho Moeller, and <clears throat> we did get to talk to Poncho uh, on our last episode. And, nice. you know, he's putting you over as great director, loved working on the film, and he, too, super nice guy, but you pulled that energy out of him that dr death energy that mike energy out of jimothy and you know with people like that that's not always easy like you said when they want to get beaten down and take it personally yeah so yeah well i appreciate you recognizing that and uh saying that's really nice to hear oh yeah and i mean congratulations on all the theater releases that you had that's awesome i mean getting a release in chinese theater that's they and they had to move you to the bigger auditorium like so many seats yeah. sold. Yeah, at the Chinese theater, they uh, it was crazy that they put us in there at all. So the Chinese theater is like multiple theaters within there that they call the TCL. Mm-hmm. And there's like one with like 150 seats, and then there's one with like 300 or something like that. And then there's the one with like 1,500. And the 1,500 one or whatever it is, it might be 1,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's where like Star Wars and 
you know, Aquaman premiere. Um, that's just the, the go-to place. So they, yeah, they put us in the small one and that was just crazy to begin with. Cause Epic was like, yeah, we don't, not every movie really gets a premiere like right. on this, on this scale, but the buzz was so big and there were so many pre-orders and the early reviews that came in were generally very good. Yeah. And, um, and so they, yeah, they put us in that little one and then they opened up tickets to the public and it sold out like right away, like the yeah. next day. So yeah, they moved us to the, to the bigger theater and then it sold out and, um, we just, it sold out like, I think the, the, the day before the, the screening or something like that. And we only had a week to promote it. It was very last minute. So it was, right. it was amazing. And then, and then the theatrical run that came after that. You were all um, over the that, place. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I traveled to as many as I could, as many that that would invite me and that, you know, I could be there for and there were a lot that asked me and some of the cast to be there and we just just couldn't because we were, you know, would have been double booked, but Right. Yeah, it played all over the place. It was it was pretty crazy cuz at at one point it was like Epic would send me a a list of like, "Hey, here's, you know, the five theaters. Congratulations." Like cuz it's hard to get in any theater. Right. Period. And then, it, and then they were like, all right, well, we signed this contract and it's going to be in 10 more, you know, here they are. And then it just eventually, like, I just talked to someone the other day who I know that lives in Boston mm-hmm. and they were like, Hey, uh, my, me and my kids were going to go look, you know, for a movie to go to and, uh, candy corn's playing at the three theaters near us. And we wow. couldn't believe it. And it's crazy. And I didn't know anything about that. So like, when I started looking it up, I was like, Oh my God, this thing's playing everywhere. Just about, um, and it's usually in like art house theaters that, yeah, you know, play that type of thing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's wild. I mean, the, you the even had, couldn't have been better. You even had a UK release, didn't you? Yeah, it came out, um, just a couple of weeks ago, um, in the UK. Um, there's, it's actually, I, I don't know if it's happened yet, so I don't want to say too much, but, I mean, it's it's all over the world, or at, at least is going to be announced soon in several other countries. But um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, right now, yeah, it's it's crazy. There was there was a couple, you know, they'll just like kind of send me the the proposals from these foreign distributors, and mm-hmm. I just approve it or not. And everyone has been like, oh wow, that's that's pretty <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it, it premiered at um at UK's um, Fright Fest, which is. hosted by arrow video and it's like their big halloween festival and candy corn kicked it off whoa and um that was that was crazy but yeah it's uh it's out there now and um everybody doing the thing in the uk (laughs) everybody can get it pre-order it buy it Uh, well you can't pre-order it anymore don't listen to me uh it's already (laughs) out so you can you can go ahead and buy it have it shipped right to your door Josh Hasty's masterpiece is what I'm going to go ahead and call it that. I'm not <laughs> going to wait 10 years, Josh, and then call it <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Um, and you're even getting to sell some movie props. I noted that uh, you've, you've already sold out of the five seance kits that you had, but uh, you've produced some more of Jacob's Pales and some screen-used blood, and I know you're talking to Justin Mabry about trying to get some of his like reproduction masks made. Yeah, we... Um so, so one thing I, I wanted to do is I got asked a lot on Instagram and stuff about, you know, some of the screen use stuff. And 
we didn't have a budget to make like secondary props. So a lot of times in movies they'll make what they call the hero, you know, knife or mask or yeah. whatever. And then they'll have additional ones for backup or for like extra, you know, different shooting situations that maybe you don't need the hero mask cause you want to try to preserve it. And so we didn't have that. So there is one hero, Jacob mask. There's one pumpkin pail. There's one, wardrobe for everybody and i kept all of that right so i have all of that archived at my house and i would get people asked all the time people would ask me all the time you know like i would post a picture on instagram of the mask and like that day people were like messaging me like i'll give you five grand for it Holy you know like I, i'll give you twenty five hundred dollars for it. Yeah. all these different messages and i'm just like no i'm yeah. not gonna i'm not gonna do that so i started talking to justin about it and he was like well i still have the molds um, yeah. like for the pumpkin pail, for instance, that was one of the, the most asked about things right. that people wanted. And with those molds, they can only make like six to eight of them. And then the mold just starts to, to crack, I, I guess see. from heat. I don't, I'm speaking totally out of turn here. I don't know why it cracks, right, but, but basically it, it can only handle so many and then it just starts to break. I see. Um, so he said, I can do a few more. So yeah, we, we posted on there and People loved it. It was it was insane. Um, we made like a seance kit yeah, out of like you got one out of five pumpkin pails, um, some screen used blood that we put in a vial, uh-huh. and um, you know like a couple other things. But it was great, and it was it was cool to see that people are interested in that. the The problem is it takes so much time to make those things, um, right? And so. Like with the mask, everybody wants the mask, of course. And yeah. we are working on mass-produced versions of all this stuff, but mass-produced is mass-produced. It's going exactly. to be great quality because it comes from Trick or Treat Studios, right. but it still doesn't matter who it comes. It could come from Jesus. is not going to be as good as <laughs> right. Justin Mabry sitting in his studio, hand-making and hand-painting everything right. from the original mold from the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so little unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, it just it just it just can't happen. That, but that's the difference between a fifty dollar mask and a five hundred dollar mask. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so so we talked about that the, the other day um, because of the response of the pumpkin pail. We were like, man, people are really into this, and you know, it was it was cool because the people who bought them like would send me messages afterwards, and they're like, I can't thank you enough for for this opportunity like and they're obviously diehard collectors because they are spending right. a good amount of money on something like that but, but yeah, the but movie meant something to them enough to where they wanted a piece of the history of the movie you know not just something that came off of a factory line right um, and packaged up and shipped out to ten thousand other people it's one of five or one of ten so that's one thing i'm talking with justin about now is trying to figure out like what else can we do that's feasible that you know because yeah. we don't want to get to the point where we're having to charge five grand for things because right that's that's not why we're doing it um so how can we keep costs down and still get these diehard collectors like ourselves something that you know no one else has and right. i think the next thing up would probably be the mask um oh yeah but but we'll see i'm still trying to convince him it's just a lot of work <laughs> and he really does hand pour these things hand hand make them hand paint them um wow and that's on top of everything else that he does so i mean that is amazing justin mabry's one too that uh everybody should be following and watching his work because yeah out of this world designer (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy 
Fantastic. Well, I know that you're already working on another script. You already have other scripts for more candy corn action. Is that right? I do, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had uh, two more scripts since I wrote the first one. The first, the first one, you know, there was a lot of stuff due to scheduling and budgeting that I had to cut out right. um, just to get the movie done. And so I, I didn't want to throw away those ideas or those those story arcs or backstories about some of these characters and some of these cool situations. So I just sort of started putting those into other documents. And, uh, yeah, it snowballed over the course of the two years that it took to make the movie mm-hmm. um, into, you know, two more film ideas. But um, I'm actually right now working on a script for something completely unrelated to candy corn oh. and um i think you know I'm, I'm, I'm obviously i've had i think three offers so far to do a sequel to candy corn wow. because of the the success of it but um you know i don't i don't need to do a sequel uh, i really want to because yeah. i want to be able to explore the, the characters in the way that i just wasn't able to absolutely <clears throat> but um yeah, I just don't want to jump right into it, and then it's just like, just do it just because. Like it's right. It, it was my head down for over two years getting this movie done, mm-hmm. and I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of issues that were stacked against us out of our control to get this movie done, and I don't want to rush into that world again. I want to go away and work on yeah. something completely different, something that's not an homage. You know, Candy Corn was. I've said it a million times. It was a love letter to these films from the seventies and eighties. Right. And, um, and I did what I wanted to do for the most part. You know, like I said, there were things that I couldn't do, but that's every movie. Right. Um, it doesn't matter how much money or time you have. There's always, you know, hurdles that you have to, to get over. But yeah, I, I think I'm happy enough with it that I can let it find the fans and let you know let it get out there and breathe and live on its own for a little while right and i'm really kind of burying myself in this new project and just do something completely different from that world of um you know homages and love letters and tropes and all the stuff that i set out to do with candy corn right are you working with uh, local boogeyman productions again uh, it's not even to that stage yet. Um, so uh-huh. James, local Boogeyman Productions, um, is you know they finance the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm still just working on the script. Excellent. So I, I am working with Justin Mabry on certain ideas mm-hmm. of like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Like, is this something that that we is feasible um, with you and your guys? But that's kind of the extent of anyone else, right? dealing with this um you know i'm I'm actually the only other person that's really involved at all is my fiance who produced and colored candy corn um which she did a phenomenal job at which she did a phenomenal job at i saw the contrast pictures the comparison pictures you posted of what it looked like before she got a hold of it and after yeah like wow she i mean yeah phenomenal work magician (laughs) absolutely yeah it was that was a a lot of work and that's a skill set that not many people have and i definitely do not Um, (laughs) but yeah i was so super happy with 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 the look that we came came up with with that and for that and how how she brought it to life but um 
But yeah, she also has been, uh, we've been working together on this script, and it's the first time I've worked with someone on oh. something like this early on. Yeah. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been really cool to, uh, this particular story I wanted, I wanted a female perspective um, due to the content yeah. of the of the story and it's been it's been a really cool collaboration so i'm excited to uh you know we're kind of just about nearing the end it's actually what i'm doing focusing on full-time right now um right before this call and then whenever whenever i get done with this interview i'll get back to it but um, (laughs) yeah i think it's it's going to be cool it's going to be exciting to to do something like i said just outside of what the world that i've been living in right the last few years of candy corn and totally new characters and situations and just a total new a totally new purpose for the film's existence oh man well i know i'm excited i know our <laughs> listeners are going to be excited and <clears throat> to keep up with mr josh hasty you need to go to joshhasty.com or follow him on instagram right josh hasty is it at josh hasty or at josh underscore hasty underscore underscore you got to put that underscore in there Find Mr. Josh yeah. Hasty on Instagram. Go to joshhasty.com slash candycorn. You can pick up a copy of Candy Corn. You can pick up, I think you still have some of the pails available, right? There is, I don't know when this is going to air, but there is one pail well, left right now. I hope it's still there when this airs <laughs> in, just, in just a little while. Um, and then some of the screen used blood vials are still available, That's right? right? Excellent. Yep. So get out there. And the uh, I'll say this too: the Blu-rays. For some reason, I get asked this a lot, and people freak out when they find out. Um, the Blu-rays are region-free, so you can buy them anywhere in the world. Oh wow! And we ship anywhere in the world. Which so is, that is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something really cool that Epic did that not a lot of people do. Um, so yeah, JoshHasty.com/slash/CandyCorn. The Blu-ray with all the bonus features and documentary, everything region-free ships anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is great. I know I've said it a hundred times on the show, but I cannot get enough of candy corn. I absolutely loved it. We absolutely love Josh Hasty here. Josh, thank you so much for coming in studio and talking to us today. You've been awesome, you. man. <laughs> I guess until the next time, until the next Josh Hasty project drops down, we'll see you then. Sounds good. All right, Josh. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll see you later. Thank you, guys. Scared Stupid. Whoa, and we are back after some ooh hot, hot interviews. Mm, fresh out of the oven just for you. They're still hot. Don't touch them just yet. Let them cool. But that was a lot of fun. I Like I said, now you can all see why I love talking to Josh Hasty so much. And Jimothy Beckel, what a sport. What like, what a personality. Yes, what a personality. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen and uh what is it, Ernie and Ace's Wild Venture? I knew you were gonna plug that over Candy Corn. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it over Candy <laughs> Go go see Ernie and Ace's Wild Ventura. <laughs> yeah, that's great, yeah. Jimothy Beckel plays Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Teams up with Ernest? Yeah, with Ernest from Scared Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> so it's right up our alley. Yeah, it, it was great. I, I found out he did that after before we interviewed him, and 
I loved it. I fell in love with it. But Josh was like, no, I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we get it done. I will promote that movie to anybody that'll listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) But but we do have an absolute gem of a movie in Candy Corn. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we loved Candy Corn. We'll talk about that here's a little bit. Uh, but speaking of films and, you know, wonderful people to talk to in films like Josh Hasty, Knoxville here, our backyard, is putting on a comedy film festival. There you go. Yeah, so they, they just had the Knox Film Festival. I think they did the horror film festival in yeah. October. And, mm-hmm. you know, like most of our Halloween guests, they figured they'd get me for <laughs> Thanksgiving. For- <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes. <laughs> Instead of having me at the horror festival. We'll get the Halloween level soon. Yeah, we'll right now we're at Thanksgiving level. <laughs> it's okay. Thanksgiving leftovers. Ask me to come to your house. It's cool. <laughs> I do like pumpkin pie. Can you be spooky in November? <laughs> the just... least spooky month ever. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. I'll be spooky every month. Just wait till you see Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Really, because like in December, you can do like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly, stuff, like there's November. All that. November's just like there's V for Vendetta and my birthday, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which was on the fifth of November. Oh, so your birthday's on the fifth of November. Yeah, remember, remember the fifth of November. Happy belated birthday, because it's my birthday. <laughs> you know who wished me a happy birthday? Who? And I think you should play it on this episode. It was who? Josh Hasty? Did he? Josh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, when he first called, he was just like, "Hey man, happy belated birthday." When someone like Josh Hasty can take time to remember that it's your birthday. That'll be the bumper. You know, yeah. we got people shouting out. I was going to be like, hey, hey, Chris. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Please do. That's all I want. I might. Yeah, just precursor to this. You've already heard this joke, and now you'll understand why we put the happy birthday out. That was a weird bumper. <laughs> Usually I say you're you're listening to Scared Stupid. Hey, Chris, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we are going to be doing, I'm going to be uh, judging the comedy film festival here nice. in Knoxville with Mr. Frank Murphy and Miss Hillary S. Bagley nice. from the movie Dumplin' on Ooh, Netflix. Nice. Yeah, she was the aunt in the movie Dumplin' with, uh, you know, Dolly Parton and Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. Yeah. She played Jennifer Aniston's sister? Yes. Nice. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to be sitting down with them, judging. I think there's 22 films for two hours. So there's going to be two one-hour blocks Mm, and 23 films. i got to judge, score. (laughs) Nobody aimed for a comedy feature. It's just comedy shorts. (laughs) Yeah, just comedy shorts. Like, uh -uh. uh-uh. Comedy feature's hard. Yeah, and I didn't get to go to the horror one. Yeah. I I didn't get to attend that one, sadly. I think we had something, like I said, October busy month that was a very busy month for us even though nobody booked us no <laughs> we want to do a spooky podcast you're gonna be busy yeah you, that's true we I, were in oida we were we were at we fanboo mm-hmm. sure the fanboo expo mm-hmm. that was something it was something <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fun i just would like to say and i'm not gonna say I, any I names think the, the the amazonian for american horror story oh I think, yeah i think she's trying to have sex with you uh, yeah, <laughs> was, I'm probably hey, gonna have to cut that out. It's fine. Yeah, we can cut that out. That's cool. <laughs> what did she say? Um, what was that line? Oh, she told. She said it's her favorite joke, and it's that guys don't go down on her; they go up. <laughs> that is that is Erica Irvin. She is nice. awesome. She played Amazon Eve in mm-hmm. American Horror Stories Freak Show. 
and she saw my big fur coat <laughs> and was just like, come here and hug me. Like <laughs> she was awesome nice. and she's hilarious and we'd love to interview. Like she, uh, she's supposed to be getting in touch with us to nice. interview. She said she wanted to just talk horror movies, old horror and yeah. get down and jive. And I met, um, let's see her counterpart. Yes. Right? Ange, uh, her name is Ange. Um, you know, I cannot Good remember luck. her last name now. Jo- no, Jyoti Amj. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. her name, Jyoti Amj, uh, which was Ma Petite, Ma Petite in yeah. Freak Show. Mm-hmm. But if you ask her, her character's name was Ma Large. It was, <laughs> it was not Ma Petite. She's Ma Large. That's hilarious. She's, such a, she's 26. Nice. And uh, for some reason, her handler, uh-huh. while he was bringing me over to take a picture with her, meet her and everything, uh-huh. uh, he was like, now she's 26 years old. She's a uh, Guinness World Record holder, smallest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. She, he goes, and everything is proportionate in size on her. Everything. Like, reiterated. I was like, I feel like you're trying to tell me something dirty that I didn't ask for. That so- is a... Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Didn't need to know that. Was just trying to take a picture. Was just trying to take a picture. She's a very sweet lady and a person. <laughs> so let's talk about her like she's a person. <laughs> so that, but fan boot was really cool. I don't want to name any names on this one, you know, for defamation of character or whatever. But uh, if if you've ever played the hero in either of the Gremlins movies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're I real, almost forgot about that. You're a real McAsshole, bro. <laughs> it's fine. You can say it. It's not yeah. like he's gonna, he, he made it very well known. He does not do this sort of thing. Yeah. No, I don't really do this. I get at, but he gets asked like 10 to 15 times a week. Yeah, that makes so, sense. But apparently he's running that circuit. Yeah. You ever been just, to Knoxville? He's like, yeah, you used to date a girl here. He was just so mad the whole weekend. Right, I, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I tried to even like level with him on that. I was like, dude, I fucking hate Knoxville too. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> I don't. I love you, Knoxville, but <laughs> I'll say whatever I have to to try to get some of these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just wasn't. He was not smelling what the Rock was cooking that day. Right. So this allegedly fictional character. Yeah, this fictional character. Any uh, likenesses to anyone living yeah. or dead is purely coincidental. So that may have been the protagonist. Yeah, in the Gremlin movie. In, in the, the Gremlin, Gremlin movies. movies, you know, Gizmo's best friend, uh, the guy that takes yeah. him home. But <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, 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 all allegedly, <laughs> we maybe that guy wasn't even there. We don't know. But Nick Stahl, hey, still waiting on that phone call back. <laughs> 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 mm. Fan boo was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. If if you if anybody out there thinks that this is easy, what we do, <laughs> like there's no sense of shame or, you know, rejection, <laughs> depression that sets in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Nah, Nick Stall was really cool. Nick Stall was super cool. That was the thing. He was super cool. He took a picture with me and was like, Yeah, man, I'll totally do the interviews you just call my people and i did call his people and i left a voicemail <laughs> just get him to go away you yeah, just get, I'll do, yeah, pod, a pod a yeah pod, yeah fucking weird guy in the top hat with the fucking alien i'm not gonna talk to him <laughs> you gonna buy something bro you're just gonna buy something or okay so we will loved you in the movie with katie holmes yeah i loved you in the katie holmes <laughs> Wicked Behavior, is that what it's called? Yeah. Solid film? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Sin City. Yep. He's the yellow bastard in Sin City. Nice. Terminator 3, right? Yes, and nice. Terminator 3. Like, you That's know, a... come holler at us, bro. We're, pr- we're plugging you. Holla, bro. Holla. <laughs> holla, 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 So I think now uh, that we've been talking film festival, we've been talking spooky movies and everything, even though this is going to be a comedy film festival, there are, it looks like, some spooky comedies Ooh. there. I feel like someone heard... I was a judge, <laughs> and then they started entering spooky comedies. Like we'll get him with this one. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I saw a, a movie that was going to be there, and I hope it's a spooky comedy because the the cover just looks like not just spooky. Yeah, some serial killer movie, and I was yeah. like, Are they going to make jokes? I guess so. <laughs> like maybe I'm I'm super excited, honestly, to see what everybody brings to the table. Nice. Where's that at? Central Cinema. Yes, that is going to be at nice. Central Cinema, November 16th, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can come on down, come into the Central Cinema, sit down, and watch some nice Knoxville comedy films. Yeah. Some shorts. Going to be good stuff. And you can, you know, hang out with me and Hillary S. Bagley and mm. uh, Frank Murphy. That's what's up. Heck yeah. It's going to be a good time. But now I think we can talk about some other movies Ooh. in a little segment that we like to call... Creature feature. Things that go bump in the night. Terribly spooky movies that are hitting your screen, that are hitting your DVD shelves, and that might be hitting the big screen soon enough. So, first one we want to talk about We've talked about it every week, it seems like, and I honestly can't say enough nice things about it. Three from... Oh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Ernie and Ace... No. <laughs> candy corn. Yeah. You guys, go out and buy Josh Hasty's candy corn. I cannot beat it in your head anymore. I'm not just plugging it because I like Josh. Okay, that's what I want you to understand. That's a given. That is a given. (laughs) I love Josh to death. He's an awesome guy and he wished me a happy birthday. Like, that'll automatically land you on my best friends list. Right. That's the only requirements. Just talk to me and remember my birthday. Uh, Really, the only requirements is uh, be famous and say yes to an interview. I just need you to do that. Those are really the only requirements. You can be Chris (laughs) Bell's best friend. (laughs) You can be my best friend, man. Said it about everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But no one has turned me down on the best friend position. (laughs) Okay, yes. I have. I'm gonna start when when we get video up and running here in the studio. I'm gonna have a chalkboard <laughs> listing all of my best friends. Chris's best friends. Yeah, Chris's best Bill friends. Mosey. That's right. Nick Castle <laughs> and Josh Hasty. Poncho. Yeah, Poncho Muller. He said we were family. Yeah, bro. Oh, he said fam. That's yeah, he right. said we were fam because we used to, I used to skateboard and so did he. Hell yeah, dude. So. <coughs> I stood on one once. Yeah, see? Can I be in the fam? <laughs> You're in the fam now, too. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but Candy Corn, man, it is the perfect Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. It, it just, nobody has the kind of vision or drive that Josh has sure. in, in these kind of indie horror movies. It, it seems like horror movies here lately that have been coming out, it's like... They're either trying to make such a bad horror movie that people flock to it. Oh, look at us. We're self-aware. Ex- Ooh. Right. Or they try so hard that it's full of all this melodrama and teenage angst and bleh, and it takes away from, you know, some of the scarier aspects of it or the real main plot of the movie. Right. 
So Josh knocked it out of the part with this from the cinematography all the way down to the writing, the way each character was played. It, it is a wonderful movie. Go out, buy it right now. You can go to joshhasty.com slash candycorn. Get it from his store right now, right this second. Get your seance kit, like you said. Yeah, he's no, he's out of those. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Seance kits are sold out. He might have some pails some left, pails. and he definitely has some blood vials left. The blood vials are like 20 bucks, guys. You can go get some screen-used blood from Candy Corn for 20 bucks from Josh Hasty's store. Mm-hmm. So Don't get miss- on it. If that becomes the next legendary monster, you're going to be upset you don't have that blood. That's what I'm saying. He's going to start doing some reproductions of the mask and everything, but you could own a piece of the movie, not just a reproduction from Trick or Treat Studios. So now we can talk about a movie that we got to screen. A movie that we got a little sneak peek of. We've made kind of a habit out of that Mm -hmm. here on Scared Stupid of creeping into people's vaults and looking at movies that haven't been released yet. (laughs) Yeah, see, you got to do it just one note off. That way they can't get us for copyright. (laughs) Under 30 seconds. Is it 30? I thought it was 10. I, I thought it was 30. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's way better. Yeah. See that? The special I released last year, that means... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. YouTube? Mm-hmm. No. No dice yeah. on anything. Right. You can't All do day. anything on YouTube. But uh, <clears throat> um, anything, any of the other podcast platforms, uh, 30 seconds and you're good. Really? Okay, yep. good to know. Good to know, everybody. So that's why you get to hear all those sweet songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially on Half On like Half Big All time. the hits. Yeah. Playing the hits. And honestly, we've played a lot more than 30 seconds. We've played all right. of <laughs> I Was Made for Loving You, yeah. for sure. But here's the other thing. If you're talking over it. Uh-huh. Mm. Then it's like a backing track. So, bam. So, at never, at never one point has there ever been 30 seconds of just straight song. And that's how we get away with it. See? That's nice. I might cut this out. People are going to know that. Yeah, now people Fuck can... them. That's yeah. our secret. Exactly. <laughs> so, we'll talk about The Shed. Ooh, Yes, yeah. The Shed from Frank Sabatella, director, nice. writer extraordinaire, comes yeah. The Shed. And I loved this movie. I really, I, I liked it a lot. It is a typical monster movie nice. without being a s- typical monster movie. Right. <clears throat> he has taken a stationary location mm-hmm. and made that his or central location and made mm-hmm. that the plot point of his movie. Nice. Which is hard to do. Well, in monster movies, usually it's the other way around. You got like six people. They're in. They're in the cabin. Yes. And the monsters outside. Mm-hmm. Where this movie really flips that aspect on its head. Yes. Or it's the other way around. Where <clears throat> The people are on the outside. The monster's on the inside. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're thinking, how are they going to do that? Well, you got to go watch it. Yeah, you have to see it. because <laughs> And the way the movie starts out, I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. It, it, it was so fast-paced. And this is, what I'm, this is what I'm talking about with new horror movies that come out. Mm-hmm. With the melodrama that they pack into it and all the extra story that doesn't need to mm-hmm. be there just so they can fill this time slot of like mm-hmm. an hour and a half that they don't need. Right. They start hitting. He's like... Bam, here's what the monster is. Bam, nice. here's the monster's backstory. Nice. Bam, here's the guy's backstory. Bam, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Here's the movie. Let's go. That's what's up. And it's and like with the trailer, like you can't tell at all. So that's like the perfect way to start off that movie. Exactly. Like for, now that I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. I've gone back and looked at some of the images that he shared from it, some of the shots and scenes mm-hmm. that he shared from it, and I'm like I had no like you would think 
like, oh man, he's got to be giving something away here, right. but he's not. It, it's he's done it so well. It's one of these trailers too. You you can go check out the trailer for it right now. Yeah, can't see the movie yet till Friday. Okay. This Friday, fifteenth, it's hitting in some select theaters and on video on demand. And uh, yeah, when I was watching the trailer, I was worried it was going to be one of those monster movies where I'm only going to see the monster once. Right. But no, bam. Yeah, bam. There you go. Right you know what's bat. going on. Yeah. Yes, and it's. I'm not going to give anything away here because it's like the first, very first scene, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. But he pays a lot of homage to Nosferatu. Right. And I mean, Frank kind of gave that away in his, he does. In his interview. Yeah, but. that's why I don't feel bad about yeah. saying it. <laughs> he, but the, he, he, he's right. <clears throat> the, uh, the initial monster that shows up in the very beginning of the movie, uh-huh. it, the, from the makeup to the look of him to the way he moves and everything, very Nosferatu. Nice, nice. And you only see him for a fleeting moment mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then, bam, we're on. We're yeah. going. And just the suspense that Frank was able to build out of his central location and still being able to make it make sense mm-hmm. that this thing is where it is. Mm-hmm. It's not, <clears throat> you know, I, like I said, don't want to give too much away. Right. You have to go see The Shed. Absolutely have to go see it. Pick it up on video on demand. As soon as it comes out Friday, or if it's playing in your theater, definitely go give this movie the theater release that it needs. Oh, show. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I uh, kind of get behind on a lot of monster movies. I get mm-hmm. down on them because, like you said, you only see it one time. Yeah. You see it one good time. It hints mm-hmm. around to it throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> when you do see it, it's like a side profile with a bunch of slobber coming off of right. it. And it, it, yeah, I feel I, like that's lazy. I don't mind building up suspense. Absolutely. And I don't even mind taking 45 minutes to build up that suspense. But that next 45 better yes. be ready to go. This monster <clears throat> better be. I'll be seeing this thing. It's tearing shit up. Like Yes. I mean, I get it. A lot of people want to do like indie monster movies, and mm-hmm. it's like hour fifteen build up, right? And then fifteen minutes, couple glimpses of the monster, right? <laughs> and it's because they don't have you know the budget. Sometimes I get it. I get it. But it's like <clears throat> maybe not do that movie then. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe do something to build your repertoire up right. to build a budget to make the movie you want to make. Right. If you got a budget to do a monster movie where you're only seeing the monster for fifteen minutes then you have the budget due to a slasher movie where you get the slasher the whole time and a bunch of cool kill scenes. Yes. And so. then you'll make you can make some money off of that. Come mm-hmm. back. I mean, like Josh Hasty took him what? 2 years. Oh yeah, to make candy corn. To make candy corn yeah. and if he would have rushed it mm-hmm. and tried to get it out just to get it out, it wouldn't have been as good as it was. Right. And the same thing with Frank, I feel like if he would have pushed it and not really worked. I think Frank uh, Frank said it was a similar time frame to try to get it to uh, Greenland and then he had to like shoot it in like super fast yeah tight schedule yeah like he had to jump through every hoop possible to Mm -hmm. get it made and then when they were like okay yeah make it in three months (laughs) like (laughs) so and he I mean he knocked it out of the park with it It, it's not a slow build Mm -hmm. not a lot of melodrama packed into it it's just a good monster movie nice and in lots of antagonists lots of you know, you kind of seeing into the psyche of this kid mm-hmm. and what's going on with him and how he's dealing with basically a monster living in his backyard. 
it's not easy for any kid growing up. It's a metaphor for yeah. like uh, puberty or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's his hormone monster yeah. that lives in the backyard. Have you seen Big it, Mouth? It might be a metaphor after seeing it because there, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going. A blossoming relationship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, you never know. The kid goes deeper, through a lot. Deeper, yeah. deeper. You gotta think. There's a really intense scene in it uh-huh. that I don't I like I said I don't want to give any okay. of this away but it's like the kid's backstory temporarily flashes through in a dream sequence like it kind of tells you real quick mm-hmm. here's why he is where he is now and what happened to where he was right and it is like the it's like a 30 second long scene but it's like oh shit <laughs> like Jesus man what? yeah it he like he's your typical teenager in the very beginning of it like mm-hmm. mom and pop love me and they're awesome and they love each other and but, but sometimes they don't understand yeah it, <laughs> oh and then he's living with his grandpa cut to so, so make out of that what you will <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but definitely go see the shed for yourself go make your own opinions about this movie <clears throat> you don't just have to listen to me give it praise you can go praise it for yourself nice November 15th, this Friday, The Shed drops everywhere. So, there's a movie you can come check out that's coming out. We've given you candy corn. I can't give you any more candy corn. You've had all the candy corn. You're going to throw up if we give you any more. You're going to spoil your dinner, boy. (laughs) So, I'll give you something tasty to go chew on tonight. A little something new, a little something old. How's that sound, Terry? Sounds great. All right. So, a little something new. Netflix just released a Netflix original, as they do, one of the eight streaming platforms that you have to pay for. <laughs> now? <laughs> now, thanks to Disney+. Plus. I've been rocking that Disney+. Plus. God, man, didn't they get like 10 million downloads in the first two days? Subscribers. Subscribers. And like, well, you get like a free year if you're a Verizon customer, so. Well, whoop-de-fucking-doodle. So I'm sure that'll go get cut in half when it's not free anymore. Yeah. So. You're not getting me, Disney. Not me, Disney. I got Netflix. I, I don't even pay for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> we just use, you know, each other's... Tr- no, nobody does that. I pay for Netflix. Um, <laughs> cracking down on that. Yeah, they're cracking down on that shit. Gonna make sure it don't happen. But they do have lots of good originals mm-hmm. there. Uh, sometimes they're horror. I know I see pictures where people complain about Netflix's horror selection lacking. A little bit. A little bit. They really kind of made up for it with Rattlesnake. Hmm. Rattlesnake's one. There's a few others I want to check out that I haven't gotten to yet, so we'll talk about them later, but I did watch Rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Uh, great film, <clears throat> honestly. Very, very well done. Uh, cool story. Very mm-hmm. original story. Uh, little girl and her mom are, I guess, running away from something, like mm-hmm. a marriage, a divorce. Right, right. Mom and daughter are starting over, and they're going to stay with mom's mom gotcha so on their way they're driving through like the desert and car breaks down and while mom is fixing a flat tire little girl gets bit by a rattlesnake oh snap so now they have like 10 minutes (laughs) to make it somewhere because this kid is tiny Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's like a little kid. This is not like a big, bulky, grown man whose leg's going to rot off in a few hours. If you right. don't get it. Like, she's dying quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tire's off the fucking car. Middle of the desert. Middle of the desert. No cell phone reception. Oof. So she uh, just so happens to see this mysterious trailer that appears <laughs> in the midst of the desert. Is that a spooky trailer? It's a spooky trailer. And you can, uh, they, she approaches the spooky trailer and uh, she gets some help 
from maybe somebody that she regrets getting mm. help from. Quite some interesting twists and turns in the journey that she ends up having to go through in Rattlesnake. Yeah, like I said, just it's a good movie. It's a gr- it's a good watch. It, it held my attention the whole time, which isn't always easy to do. <laughs> some I, I watch a lot of horror movies, so yeah, yeah. after a while, some of them it either feels like the same thing or it feels like it's dragging out forever for no reason. Rattlesnake did not do that. Nice. It really delivered. There were a few times that I was like, "You have, you might as well have just, you know, written the police a note as and said, yeah, here's what I did. As many trails as you're leaving behind you. But, but you know, you'll just have to watch it for yourself. Tell you what I think. Tell you, tell me what you think. Maybe I'm being too picky. Maybe, maybe I've just become, uh, I don't know. Bitter. Bitter. <laughs> Become bitter with all the movies we've been watching. I caught myself the other day when I went to see Three from Hell in uh-huh. the, the other day. Yeah. When Three from Hell came out and I went yeah, to the two theater. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I went to the theater and saw it. I remember I sat down in the theater and I went, ugh. Like, <laughs> I have to go to a movie theater now to see these things? People just send me this. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Ugh, like these commoners. <laughs> I already no. know what happened, so yeah. So it's and it's a lot for the people that won't shut up next to you to just lean over and go, "Hey, guess what happens?" You should have just spoiled it, and then you would have the theater to yourself. <laughs> right? Just stood up in the beginning. Here's everything that happens. <laughs> I got my free poster, so bye. <laughs> and I did. I got my free three from hell poster. If all those people, if you had spoiled the movie and all those people left. I bet you they couldn't get their refund because of the poster. Guarantee you. <laughs> you should have done it. <laughs> and then Lionsgate would have never trusted us with anything again. Uh, did you uh, make a theater flood out? Uh... <laughs> no, that does not sound like me at all. No. We have evidence right here in this uh, Rob Zombie Instagram <laughs> post. Is this you at said theater? <laughs> this is totally you at the theater. Rob Zombie shit. Here's you sharing Rob Zombie's post about you being in his post. <laughs> okay. Well, you got the evidence against me. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so far, you got candy corn to check out. You go buy that. Okay. Blu-ray. Go buy it on Blu-ray or it's on video on demand. But yeah. go buy it on Blu-ray. Trust me. Behind the scenes, you get and the cover art on the DVD is even cool. It's not even just like a blank disc with a name on it. It's mm-hmm. like it's fucking awesome. Go check out the Shed, November fifteenth, this Friday, in select theaters and video on demand. You can go home as soon as if you're already home and you're listening to this episode. Crack on Netflix and watch Rattlesnake. Super good flick and an older movie for you to check out. One of my personal favorites, and something that I got on my birthday from my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, uh, Todd Browning's Freaks. Classic. Absolutely classic film. Uh, if you've never seen this film, it uh, it does star a lot of classic sideshow performers right. from that time period, uh, like the Bearded Lady and the Siamese Twins mm-hmm. and the Pinheads. A lot of what the uh, American Horror Story Freak Show season is based off of came from Todd Browning's freaks for sure so uh, and even uh, I mean even candy corn's got a lot of freaks inspiration yes, as well yes it so. does big like th- that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this one with mm-hmm, candy corn right. and everything <clears throat> because it fits it fits very well Todd Browning's freaks if you've never seen this movie it is old black and white movie um, basically a beautiful aerobatics 
person comes in. She comes in and uh, is taking over the show a little bit. She hooks up with the strong man, mm. and the two of them uh, kind of start, start canoodling. Strong holding. Yeah, they start strong holding, <laughs> and then she seduces... Um, one of the dwarves strong arming the strong arming one of them uh convincing him that she loves him and uh then finds out he has an enormous fortune so they uh they hatch up that's plan. where that went yeah <laughs> an enormous fortune turns out not proportional yeah not <laughs> <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> not proportional Oh. Anyways, huge, yeah. huge fortune, guys. Yeah, huge fortune. An enormous fortune right. is uh, acquired by him, and she finds out about this, so they hatch a plan to kill him. And After she mar- she's going to marry him, kill him, and mm. steal his fortune, and the two of them are going to run off together, the strong man and the gotcha. acrobatics lady. And uh, the freaks don't uh, take to that too kindly. I don't think they would. Yeah. they. Uh, so definitely go check out Todd Browning's Freaks. It, one of my favorite films. Of all time. It's like on every top ten list. It is. And <laughs> I feel like it makes me sound like a hipster. Yeah. Like, no, it's, cool. it's a good movie. It's a good it's, movie. It's a really good movie. I, I like it. I like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. Dra- you know, those are some of my favorite movies. That's what I grew up with. It's what I grew up watching and loving. So, yeah, call me what you want, but <laughs> I love that movie. Absolutely love it. And I feel like a lot of people probably didn't know that movie existed until Freak Show came out. It's possible. Like, I just, yeah. I feel like that's when it became really popular. Yeah, when, unless you're a big, like, horror junkie or, like, horror nerd. Right. Then you because wouldn't know. It has inspired so many movies. Like I said, there's an inspiration in Candy Corn even yeah. and stuff like that. So, it's, And it's a great one to draw inspiration from. Right. So definitely go out, check out Todd Browning's Freaks. You can go find it somewhere. Go buy it I mean, offline. It, it's been out since the 30s. Yeah, it's, it's been somewhere. out since the 20s. 20s. Yeah, damn. 1922. Ooh, damn. 1922. Mm. I killed my wife. I did you see that? Mm. Stephen King's 1922. Oh, it's yeah, also did, on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just like that trailer. It's a good horror movie on Netflix. 1922 was really good. Yes, it was. Yeah. I watched the whole day. I just like when he said, in 1922, I killed my wife. <laughs> good movie. Super good movie. Freaks, Rattlesnake, Candy Corn, and The Shed. Go check out. I mean, I've given you a smorgasbord of tasty Thanksgiving morsels to go home and watch this holiday season. Go, go piss off your family in Thanksgiving. Yeah, and go talk to all of them about these horror movies. No, just play them at Thanksgiving. Yeah, just play them at Thanksgiving. Like, uh, don't you think we should watch, like, uh, Christmas movies? Like, nah, bro. Nah, man, check out Candy Corn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Watch this dude's arms get ripped watch off. Watch this dude's bro. arms get ripped off. It's good shit. <laughs> We love Josh Hasty. We love Candy Corn. And I think now it's time to get a little bit more love to the shed. Oh, yeah. So, for you here today, I bring to you... You know what? No, Terry. No? Not yet. Uh-oh. Everybody just pump the brakes for a second. Put them brakes on pumped. Because there's a lot of people that make this show possible. That's true. Terry, that we did not give any credit to. <laughs> oh, we've been giving them credit the whole show. We, You know, I've been trying to. So, our sponsors for the show, Outbreak on Main, Haunted House, and uh, Black Cat Curiosities, they will be having their Krampus event on December 13th. Monster Mash Burgers, 
our newest sponsor up there in Sevierville, Tennessee. They're going to be on November 29th doing a Black Friday Nightmare Before Christmas brunch. So get you some reservations. Monster Mash Burgs has some amazing food, and it's all named after different monsters and horror movies and horror icons, and it's definitely a place you need to go check out, especially for this Nightmare Before Christmas brunch. They've got some other stuff coming up, too. Hopefully, we're going to start trying to do some stuff with them, and uh, definitely a place to go check out. We've got Otherworldly Coffee, our awesome coffee sponsor. Everybody knows now, Otherworldly Coffee, that's the way to go. (laughs) The Thunderbird, yeah, right? That's my favorite, man. It keeps me jacked up. It keeps me soaring through the skies. I'm not getting anywhere close. (laughs) I'm not touching it. If you, however, are brave enough to try the Thunderbird, you can go on otherworldlycoffee.com right now and use promo code OUTLANDER, all caps. That's all caps. If you don't use all caps, the code won't work. OUTLANDER, all caps. Nice. Go check out Goblin Hoss. We just gave away that awesome prize pack from Goblin Hoss, so you got to go check out Goblin Hoss. Also, the Mystic Orb, our awesome sponsor out there in Clinton. Uh, go check out the Mystic Orb on Facebook. Look them up on Facebook at the Mystic Orb. Uh, this Saturday, actually, they're going to be having uh, Vince Terrasone come in mm. and do uh, tarot card readings. Uh-huh, nice. So, yeah, Vince has been doing tarot and palmistry for like 35 years. Yeah, he's a pretty big name. Yeah, so definitely someone to come see this Saturday at the Mystic Orb. There's constantly events going on nice. at the Mystic Orb, different classes. They're about to open a yoga studio. Ooh. Yeah, it's a big deal out there, so definitely go see Ashley out at the Mystic Orb. And let's see, do we have, is there other people that make this possible i don't think so i think we covered everybody yeah i think we did it which means now good job we can give some love to the shed we can go back to the shed now all right we we thanked all our sponsors now it's time to go out back to the shed boys and girls and we are going to talk to the wonderful frank sabatella about his upcoming film the shed dropping this friday november 15th thank you guys so much for tuning in to scared stupid this week and i hope you enjoy this awesome interview with frank and we'll see you next month. Boom. What's going on, everybody? It is I, your favorite host, your ghost host with the most. That's right, Mr. Chris Bell. And joining me now is director of The Shed, Mr. Frank Sabatella. Frank, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. That was an uh, awesome intro. Hey, thank you so much. I try. I really do. <laughs> so, Frank... <laughs> Um, we're here today to talk about The Shed, which I have gotten to take a little sneak peek at before it drops this Friday, right? Uh-huh. All right, and I got to tell you, man, I loved it. I absolutely loved what you did with it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, so tell me, where did you get started? How did you get your start in all of this? Uh, in horror movies in general? Yes. Uh, I started, I've loved horror movies ever since I was a little kid. I used to watch, like, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy and stuff like oh, that with yes. my dad when I was really young. And I just, I just always loved any, anything monster-oriented I loved. And, uh, it just stayed with me my whole life. And even, even as a kid, I would, I would write scary stories and things like that. And it just continued to progress as a teenager I made horror movies with my dad's VHS cam and stuff like that and once I got into college I just eventually was like you know what I'm going to go to film school and I'm really going to give this a shot 
fortunate to have had the pleasure to, at this point, do two feature horror films, do a whole bunch of short horror movies, and it's just been great. Yeah, you've had quite the uh, eclectic collection there of horror movies you've put together, and I, we share a common interest with monster movies. I'm a huge fan of monster movies. Awesome. And you have a pretty stellar monster movie that you've put together. I, I think all your years of being a fan and working at writing those scary stories really paid off. Uh, thanks so much, man. It's so cool of you to say. Yeah, I, uh, you know, so kind of where were your uh, influences on the shed? Did, did you kind of follow any of that, like Abbott and Costello influence or any of the older horror films to kind of pull some shots from? I don't think there's a lot of Abbott and Costello influence on the set, <laughs> but certainly I wanted to I wanted to keep the feeling of traditional horror alive, even though it's a sort of non-traditional horror film. Absolutely. When you're working with vampires, which are probably one of the most classic monsters ever, uh, I like to give a little homage and a little, you know, a little payback, so to speak. So, you know, our opening scene sort of has some Nosferatu, Salem's Lot vibes. Absolutely. Um, I tried to I tried to keep the 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 uh, how you kill a vampire. I tried to keep that mythology intact without straying from it too far. You know, sunlight destroying the heart, decapitation. Those are the the classic vampire kills. Right. And uh, you know, there's the middle sequence where um, when Stan wakes up from one of his dreams and he's watching the old horror movie on TV. Uh, you know, those are all just little nods to sort of say, hey, my roots come from this, these sort of very classic right. horror concepts. And I obviously wanted to evolve away from that and do something that a modern audience would appreciate, but I don't want to turn my back on my past, you know? Right. And like you said, uh, just paying homage to like Nosferatu and things like that, your opening sequence, I was a huge fan of how you kind of laid whole story out for everybody like here's the backstory here's what's happening here's where we are and then you got to sit back and really just enjoy the ride from there oh thanks man yeah and i also noticed you were big proprietor of practical effects in this film yes love 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 That's practical correct. effects frank love them <laughs> we are if I had to put a percentage on it for the shed, I think we're like 97% practical. Oh. There were, there are, there's one effect that uh, had, was enhanced digitally, and I think that's it. We have a couple of very little hidden digital things that we had to do just to enhance or correct something. Right. But overall, I, I am a practical effects guy. That is, we we absolutely love practical effects here at Scared Stupid, so it did not go unnoticed or unappreciated. Awesome. <laughs> so, great. do you have a specific makeup artist that you work with on these movies, or you know, do you just kind of see who's got the best work? Um, I worked with uh, Jeremy Sellenfriend of Monster in My Closet, who has, I think he's worked on almost all of my films. Um, I've known him for a long time, and he's uh, he's super talented, and he totally gets it. So uh, I try to work with whenever I can. I try to work with people I know. Unfortunately, due to scheduling or various reasons, you can't always have exactly what you want. Right. But Jeremy uh, did the creature designs on this film, which he did on all my previous films as well. Well, I loved just I, just the monster you created. 
Like, both of them, I guess you could say. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you're getting to work with some pretty big names there, too, with uh, Mr. Frank Whaley and uh, Shabon Fallon Hogan. Uh-huh. What's it? You uh, know, what's it like working and, with them? Uh, don't forget Timothy. Don't forget Timothy Bottoms. He oh my God! Uh, what am I doing? Yeah, very old Hollywood. He was. <laughs> uh, it was. It's great working with with uh, with names like that and recognizable faces, people that have that experience because they they're just bringing knowledge to your production. You right. know what I mean? They're they're they understand the process. They're involved in the process, and they just. They just make it kick ass, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, working with people like that, putting a film like this together, what were some of the big kind of struggles and hurdles that you ran into with it, if there were any? Oh, man, there were tons. So, <laughs> I would say a production, it's a miracle that any movie gets made, in my opinion. Like, production <laughs> is so challenging on so many levels. Um, one of our biggest challenges was our was our short tight production schedule, so we had no time for fucking around. Right. So we really had to have a plan going in, and me and my cinematographer Matthias Schubert were super on top of our our shot list and stuff like that. So we were battling a short shooting schedule, a lot of ambitious things because our our effects are practical, as you pointed out. That's yes. very time-consuming. Right. Uh, there's a lot of stunts. There's a lot of action. But you still need the time to craft the element of suspense and thrills and scares. So I think the challenge really was just working through all that stuff and maintaining the integrity of the shooting despite the fact that you're trying to move as quickly as possible while being as steady and uh, professional as possible. Not not disregarding details and I'm very detail oriented so I can I can get caught up in little things but fortunately we we moved very well I had a, I had an amazing team to work with well you can definitely tell you're a very detail oriented person uh, just from the like the cinematography that you used I thought a lot of your shots were absolutely gorgeous in the film just thank you so much yeah just the way you encapsulated that really rural small town lifestyle that someone like me I do I do come from a small town so that kind of thing always speaks to me like you know and the guy you know living with his grandpa and going through the struggles that he went through I do have to tell you though one of my (laughs) one of my favorite things is that the grandpa keeps beer in the fridge with a little sign in front of it (laughs) that says hands off my damn beer (laughs) Uh, that was right. So see, there is a little bit of that Abbott and Costello in there. You just didn't know it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I like a little, uh, you know, you put these little little things in there just to break up the tension a bit. Right. You got You got to have the funny. You got to have a little bit of chuckle in there. Right. <laughs> so, For sure. Frank, do you know uh, where all is this going to be released coming up this Friday, November 15th? So it's going to be uh, theatrically released and uh, on demand as well on your video on demand and digital HD. I don't have a full theatrical list yet, so you will have to check your local listings to see if it's playing in the theater by you. But if it is not, it'll be uh, on demand through your cable provider, Apple, I think Amazon, etc. Yes, and this is definitely one. 
This is definitely one you guys want to see. I can speak from personal experience. Frank here has outdone himself. This is an absolutely fantastic film, The Shed. If you love homages to cool, awesome monster movies, this is one you have to see. Frank, thank you so much Thanks for so sitting much, down with us today, man. Where can the people find you? Uh, best way to find me is on Instagram, at Frank Sabatello. Perfect. Thank you so much, Frank. We'll talk to you soon, buddy, and I cannot wait for everybody out there to see The Shed coming out this Friday, November 15th. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you, buddy. Have a good day. Later, you too.